Knock, knock. Who's there? 2023. 2023's already started. What are we doing anticipating movies? We already missed out on talking about Plane and Megan. So it's a good thing we're doing this podcast. Right, guys? Yeah. Uh, Yeah, quick detour. Sean, I thought you were going to do a knock at the cabin like, we're going to have to do a scene from Knock at the Cabin. Where you're, you're Dave Batista, and you're like, one of you has to die. And then Colin and I are the two husbands. You're like, well, I guess one of us has to die. Um, I was told we we didn't like doing skits at the start of these. Uh, no, that, that, because it would have been bad. But it just... <laughs> it was funny. It would have been funny. It would have been funny bad. Well... Too late now. You all heard it here. John has opened the door for me to do skits and start a podcast again. <laughs> uh, welcome to uh, the Mildly Pleased Top Anticipated Movies of 2023, a podcast that's hard to title because John and I are going to be talking about movies we're looking forward to, while Colin is going to be talking about movies he is not looking forward to. And who are the voices that go with those names? Well, I'll tell you. I'm Sean Lemmy. I'm John Otney. And I'm Colin Westman. And uh, that's that's the premise. Uh, I haven't seen Plane yet, but I think John saw Megan, actually. Oh, yeah. She does the dance. Um, yeah, that's it. So, <laughs> how's, how's our year looking so far? Movie-wise. Uh, to, Movie-wise. To, to be honest, I feel like this is going to be... Um, not as good a year as 2022. I feel like 2022 was pretty solid. 2023 looks a little shaky. Like, there's not, like, a big, exciting winter blockbuster. I guess summer will probably be okay, as we'll, we'll probably get into that. But I don't know. I feel like it's going to be a weird year. I don't know if you guys put, putting together your list got that vibe. Yeah, I think I did. I put together a list of, like, 18 movies that sound good mm-hmm. so that's enough i mean sure there's, there's always some good stuff <laughs> and then and, and, you know most of the indie stuff i don't even understand yet so i'll find out about those and then i'll see a few of them yeah i think it'll be fine uh okay I don't know. I was just so happy with 2022. <laughs> don't know what you got until it's gone, man. Yeah. I guess we just get right into this then, right? I'll, I I think we said I'd go first. We said this off po- podcast. But, uh, All right. I'm going to go Let's first, then Sean will go, and then Colin will go. Okay. All right, and we'll do that ten times, so <laughs> buckle up. <laughs> Chuck, chuckle up. Ha, ha, ha. Oh, I guess usually we ask if you if you had any sort of strategy this year to what you're picking. Mm, I definitely use multiple websites. I don't just go to like Wikipedia and go to like 2023 in film because not everything that's on my list is scheduled. <laughs> yeah, well, that's good though. It's good to have like I'm your. I feel like your list is for the working man, Sean. <laughs> Especially this year. Oh boy, mine is for the crazy man. Oh, so I don't know. Joker 
<laughs> foie gras is going to be on your list? That's not out in 2023, is it? I have is no it? idea. Uh-oh. I hope not. I really hope not. God, fuck. I'm going to have to go see that, aren't I? It's probably going to win some Academy Awards. You don't have to. Academy loves Joker. They love Joker films. They've awarded... The, the Joker has two Oscars. By, by which I mean Heath Ledger and Joaquin. No, none for Jared Leto, though. No. They don't like that. And Jared. never. Never again. All right, I'm going to start this list off with a classic okay. melody. I'm sure you guys remember. Do, 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 yeah, you know what I'm doing? Like, maybe that wasn't very good. I, I guess you don't I know, know what I'm I do. Okay, uh, well, I'm trying to do, I'm trying to do the, the theme to The Exorcist. Oh, the, the Mike Oldfield tubular bells. Because uh, The Exorcist is back with untitled The Exorcist film. <laughs> oh. Hey, it has a release date, though. It has a release date. It's, it comes out October 13th, 2023. How much you want to bet they're going nice. to call it The Exorcist? Is, is that a Friday the 13th? Oh, yeah, it must be, right? I mean, yeah, it's got to be. That's cool. Uh, but this movie will most assuredly be bad. I see no foreseeable outcome where it's good. Um, just because, and I feel bad saying this, because it's David Gordon Green, and I don't know what his deal is these days. You know, former... Uh, like there was like a time where people were like, is he the next Terrence Malick? And then mm-hmm. he's like doing like stoner comedies, and now he's like a horror director. Like I don't, I don't know what he's doing. And yes, if you're curious, Danny McBride does have a writing credit on this new Exorcist movie. <laughs> of course. Um, there's not much uh, about it like that's been released yet. Um, you know, it stars Leslie Odom Jr. As a dad whose nice. kid is possessed, so it's like the first movie, but now it's a dad instead of a mom. And they're bringing back Ellen Burstyn, of course, the mom from the original Exorcist, because she's the only person who still acts and is alive. <laughs> yeah, how old is she? She's got to be she's like 90. She's very old. I heard something about, like, because they want to turn this into a series, like, we got to fucking make these quick. She's 90 years old. <laughs> Uh, but she did 90. manage to film this 90 and they're like we gotta get her for a couple more uh, but yeah she's back it's Bloomhouse Universal I'm sure it'll at least like look pretty good like those Halloween movies were at least like uh, well produced of high caliber like production wise they're not like super cheap movies so yeah, uh, I think it'll look good but I just think it'll suck but I, I do think it'll be fun I plan on watching some of the other movies beforehand to kind of get excited for it maybe I'll read the original book I don't know we'll see um, but I'm not I don't I don't expect much but it's still it's still kind of cool cool uh, for my number 10 I'm going to follow your lead John and do a familiar theme that everyone recognizes Zeppelin, that's what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, this, I, I take. I, I know. Yeah, go ahead. This movie has had two trailers, and both of them, the whole trailer has been set to "Whole Lot of Love" by Led Zeppelin, uh, which is fun. I haven't listened to that song in a while because you know the middle of that song sounds like a race car crashing into <laughs> while Robert Plant has sex with it. <laughs> um. It's Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. 
this could very well be on Colin's list, but it is my number <laughs> 10, so it's allowed. Um, they are adapting the tabletop role-playing game Dungeons & Dragons into a action comedy. Because <laughs> that's what Hasbro do. And let me tell you guys, it's written by Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly. They also direct it. That's the team that did Game Night and Spider-Man Homecoming, I think they wrote. Uh, John Francis Daly from Freaks and Geeks. Another famous and property like Dungeons and Dragons. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. Um, I feel like over the past, I don't know, decade-ish, Dungeons and Dragons has gotten infinitely more popular as well as just tabletop role-playing in general thanks to um, podcasts and live streams of people playing it. And so audiences are ready to accept this sort of story um if you haven't watched like vox machina on amazon prime or like harman quest those are those are pretty good shows so i i think i think it's i think it's possible you know we're not in the realm of the last witch hunter anymore with the with this type of of movie and 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 people love kind of snarky action comedies so there's a chance there's a chance this could be good i like the cast it's got chris pine as your main guy Michelle Rodriguez is in there as the Barbarian. Uh, you got Justice Smith from Pokemon. You got, ugh, I never know how to say his name, Rage Jage Page. You know that guy from, Re- uh, Re- from Re- Netflix? Re- Reggae Jean Page? Something like uh, that? Yeah. I'm close, Mr. right? I'm within I'm striking distance. I don't know. <laughs> Mr. <laughs> like Mr. Bridgerton. I thought it was Reggie. Is it Reggie or Re- Okay, Reggie Jean Page. Um, I should have known with a French name like that that you like just kind of skip a bunch of letters and it's like, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> that's how you do that's how you do it also got Sophia Lillis in this from it oh, now, she's now she's in she's in a few movies they'll be talking about um and uh and the Hugh Grant as the bad guy which as everyone knows is always a good decision uh at least based on patented too um I don't know is he, is he the bad guy in like Florence Foster Jenkins I don't know what else he's the bad guy in probably something else um so yeah, I want to I want to give this a chance. I want to give it a whole lot of love. I don't know if it'll earn it, but I choose to believe. Oh, but Sean Druids can't like turn into owl bears or some bullshit. Yeah, but owl bears are cool. <laughs> Remember that? How these people will be like, "Oh, they fucked up the lore so bad. Oh my god." Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm really looking forward to all of that. Oh my Sometimes god. you just gotta roll the dice, right? appropriate thing to say too because game Um, I think it looks I'm optimistic about this it looks fun I um, all the monsters I mean monsters and shit dude dungeons and dragons big fat dragon in a horde of gold what more do you want it's nice to see a fantasy thing that's funny because I don't feel like that's not a combo you get that often I feel like like high fantasy the only thing I can think of, like, recently, and it is, isn't even that recent, are, like, those Clash of the Titans movies, where, like, everything's so fucking serious. <laughs> so you gotta go all the way back to your highness. It's like people weren't allowed to be funny back then. Back then. This is historical. <laughs> your highness. Yeah, hopefully this is as funny as your highness. <laughs> are we gonna watch the, the other Dungeons & Dragons movie to prep for this? 
Oh, no, 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 I think no, no, no. Uh, I think it's got like one of the Wayans brothers in it. Uh, Jeremy Irons. Oh, boy. Man. Yeah. Talk about a movie that doesn't exist. Yikes. Cool. Con, is this on your list, too? Yeah, it's actually my number 10. Nice. <laughs> but... <laughs> That you know, it it could be good. I don't know. That's why it's the number ten. I I like. To Wait, this is on your list? Time. Ouch! Harsh. Yeah, yeah. This is my number ten. <laughs> wow. I don't know. I am a little tired of the the snarky action movie tone of people just being like, "Whoa, can you believe this is happening? I'm in a movie." <laughs> just and that uh, just happened. Yeah, and that, that just, just happened. happened. There's a dragon right behind me, isn't there? <laughs> you know, all that stuff. But at the same time, I was I was wrong once before putting a Jonathan Goldstein and John Francis Daly movie on my unanticipated movie list because everybody liked Game Night. So I don't know. Maybe it'll be kind of fun. Maybe it'll just be like... generic... Uh, I don't know. Sort of self-aware. Damn. Spectacle block. This is, this is such a tough call. This definitely falls under the category of what if it's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's really hard because it looks it looks fun, but it also looks like it could be lazy. It looks like we could be seeing all the best parts and then the rest of the movie are all the worst parts. I don't know. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this movie. Um, I wonder Roll if the dice. S- I wonder if they have 70s music oh, in the movie. Ooh. Like Knight's Tale style. <laughs> like, oh, or get like some, like, Dio. Holy <laughs> Diva! That would be really good. Yeah. Definitely any hard rock or metal. I'm actually, yeah, I'm, I'm in favor of that, I think. I mean, I, I'd be interested to know if they're going to do a, uh, like Princess Bride style framing device where it's people playing at a table. I'm guessing they're not because there's no cast for like real people that's available. It doesn't seem like it from the trailer. But I just feel like then what makes it Dungeons and Dragons? I guess just that they're using the types of characters from the tabletop game. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's the, I mean, I, the, the thing is that like a snarky action tone is exactly what like every Dungeons and Dragons campaign is mm-hmm. um, so it it's just kind of weird timing but maybe great timing maybe great timing great timing great game my next pick is also based on a game but a real game Whoa. played by real people not that that's not played by real people but I mean like what? a game where you actually have to exert like like physical strength you have like, to use your body you're talking about sport I'm talking about sports <laughs> <laughs> took you a while to get there it's a difficult transition uh, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna reluctantly go with Challengers which is a tennis movie it's the new Luca Guadagno um, and I'm picking it just because I realize I've watched his last three movies. I'm like, these are pretty good. I've like, I've, I've been like into what he's been doing lately with 
you know, Suspiria, Call Me By Your Name, Bones and All. This seems like quite a departure from Bones and All. Like his last movie is like fucking cannibal movie. I was making a tennis rom com, I guess. But I'm trusting him on this one. Uh, I think he's a good filmmaker. This one stars Zendaya. She's the wife and coach of a famed tennis player, and the tennis player is Mike Mike Feist from West Side Story. Um, and then he's going to be in a tennis tournament against uh, Zendaya's like ex, and that sounds fun. Uh, I guess the only thing that really makes me reluctant about it is that it comes out in August, which feels like a weird time for this kind of movie. Like it's too early for Oscars. So, I don't know. Maybe they don't have a lot of faith in it, but Luke Guadagno, cast I like, Trent Reznor score with Atticus Ross. They also did the Bones and All score, which is really cool. Not much else on it. They haven't announced the rest of the cast. Um, is it a movie theater movie or a streaming movie? It's a movie theater movie. The guy who wrote it is most famous for a YouTube sketch video called Potion Seller. Have you ever heard of this, Sean? Sometimes I've seen that. that. <laughs> yeah. The guy who did that sketch wrote this movie, which is such a huh. bizarre sketch. It's just so funny. Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's on, you just gotta go watch it. It's just like I can't even explain it. He's he's just doing he's using the like uh like the Mac laptop like camera app you know how you can do like that weird like distortion on your face effect. Okay, I wasn't sure what it he's, was. Yeah, he's he's like doing that to play multiple characters, and they're just like, I will buy your strongest potion, and the potion seller is like, you cannot have my strongest potion, and they just keep repeating that for like four minutes. Yeah, cool. it's definitely like a video that would have been nominated for a mildly pleased like viral video, <laughs> and now that guy's like writing like a feature length film, so that's fun. Uh, hope it's good. Fingers crossed. I'm up to the challenge. Up for nice. Challenge. Yeah, I'm up for the kill. <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> My number nine is the new David Fincher movie. So I guess something we have in common is music by Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross mm-hmm. uh, in the number nine spot for sure. I'm not even looking that up. I can just assume. Uh, just like I know it's for Netflix because the only glimpse of this movie you can get is Netflix put out a YouTube video where they're like, save the year. And just like shows the dates of a bunch of movies they have coming out. Uh, and in November, they've got The Killer coming out from David Fincher. It is based on a French comic called The Killer, or Le Tueur, which I believe just means The Killer in well French. Well done. Uh, <laughs> it stars Michael Fassbender, who uh, I feel like I haven't seen him in a little bit. What's he been oh. up to? I don't know. Working on this, I guess. Well, he's in that, like... Oh, wait, actually, I, I, do you have any Michael Fassbenders? No, no, let's just... Never mind. Scratch that. I'll, I'll save it for the oops section <laughs> if it doesn't come up. <laughs> um, uh, and, and Tilda Swinton, also in this cast. We're probably going to be talking about her a fair bit this this time. Um, and yeah, it's a, just a, a French comic about a hitman. And it's written by the guy who wrote Seven. Uh, so that's cool. I'll give it a shot. Uh, this, this I guess this this yeah. this guy also wrote S- Sleepy Hollow and The Wolfman, the 2010 Wolfman. 
They can't all you know? be winners. <laughs> Give them a break, Sean. <laughs> you got some good ones. This was the movie before we started that I was like, I, I don't know if Sean will have this. This might be too like low key because I feel like even though it's it's the Finch Man, it's David Fincher. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't heard that much on it yet. But uh, I, I read some of the comic online too. I found some. It was pretty good. So if it's if it if oh it, nice if it sticks close to the source material, like the first issue I was reading was literally just like a guy like staying in a like a hotel room like day after day like waiting to see his target and just like like you know the boredom like eating away at him. I'm like this would be this is gonna be a cool movie. Um, so yeah, glad to see him back with something. That's not Mank. No offense to Mank. It's just like I was. It was a movie I was never going to be excited about. <laughs> yeah. Where this sounds more of up his alley, something like kind of cool with you know some thriller elements. <laughs> a very generic title, but I mean that's the name of the comic. Yeah. I mean, what are you going to do? I mean, just keep the French title at that point. The working man doesn't confusing. like the French title. Yeah, what does that mean? It's on Netflix. What do they care? Yeah, yes. Is this? Do we know? Is this like a fall release? Do they have any kind of? Yeah, it's November. November. Okay, perfect. That's good. Definitely excited for that one. What about you, Colin? Where can we watch your next movie? Uh, so my number nine is another killer, <gasps> which will be stomping into theaters. Mm-hmm. He is the cocaine bear. Oh yeah. Uh, movie about a bear who does cocaine yeah. and uh, goes on a killing spree. Yeah. Inspired by true events. Seems like they're being very liberal. Did, did yeah, did you read the true event? <laughs> yeah, it sounds like the bear just got into some cocaine and died. It just died. <laughs> didn't 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 kill anybody. <laughs> didn't cause mass destruction like he seems to be doing in the movie. Uh, but you know, they can't just make a movie about a bear that eats cocaine and dies. <laughs> people people expect craziness when you call a movie cocaine bear. So that's what we're getting. Balls to the wall. <laughs> action comedy um got real actors in it ray liotta r.i.p ray liotta i don't know will this be his final film (laughs) maybe i mean he knows some one one or two things about cocaine (laughs) he does that is true it's a it's a cool cast at least yeah i don't know this is another one that like it could be fun it could be dumb, <laughs> ridiculous fun, uh, but it also feels like a hard thing to like maintain for an entire movie. Just a bear being being coked up, but maybe I don't know. What if I told you this has a runtime of just ninety-one minutes? You, it's pretty good. Shouldn't be much longer. Maybe they know what they're doing. <laughs> I'm just kind of, you know, looking around the Wikipedia for this. And I really love how there's like a picture down near the production segment where they, they have the actual bear that uh, ate the cocaine <laughs> stuffed. And then to the right is uh, Elizabeth Banks, who's directing the movie, like in a Christmas, like in a Santa outfit. <laughs> Such a bizarre combination of images next to each other. 
it's, it's what they had. I really wanted to give this one a, a what if it's good, but I just feel it feels like a real snakes on a plane problem where it's like yeah. they think it sounds funnier than it is and also <laughs> the bear looks pretty shitty in a lot of the, it just looks it's so cg and just not in a clever way i don't know um i am excited to see alden Ehrenreich back because i feel like i haven't seen him since solo uh, oh he's in oh he's in another movie that's gonna come up later too cool um but he's good so i'm glad to see he's doing something even if it's this I like the tagline. Get in line. <laughs> I like yeah. that the whole cast of the Americans is in this movie. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like Matthew Reese, Carrie Russell, and Margot Martindale all in the cast. Wow. Getting cool here. That's cool. Uh yeah, Tormund from Game of Thrones. O'Shea Jackson, of course, Ice Cube's son. Uh, everybody. The girl from the Florida Project. <laughs> Eclectic cast, I'll give it that. But it just... Mm-hmm. It's... No, this is too This is too hard to pull off. <laughs> this, would, this would work better if this was like a super low-budget movie, not a mainstream release. That makes me think it'll be mm. too polished, but also somehow feel like list i don't know yeah uh i'd like it to be good but yeah i think this is a this is a good choice all right all right what are your number eights uh so my next movie doesn't have a release date but i i I guess they finished it a while ago so come on just just release it yorgos lanthimos has a new movie out in 2023 supposedly called poor things based on a book listen to this premise this is nutso um upon drowning herself to escape her abusive husband a woman has her brain replaced with the brain of her unborn child with the help of her father uh sounds like a yorgos lanthimos movie where it's like let's do something really weird and uncomfortable and it'll like is this supposed to be funny and but it's also very disturbing uh, it's Emma Stone, of course. Um, Willem Dafoe, I think, must play her dad. There's, it's a good cast, but I'm not sure who everyone is playing. And you got Mark Ruffalo, Drud Carmichael, Christopher Abbott, Margaret Qualley, Rami Youssef. Uh, yeah, it's based on a book from the 90s. I'm not sure what time period this is. Everyone has hilarious names like Duncan Wedderburn, and Sir Aubrey de la Pole Blessington. Uh, so this has to be like England, right? It must be England. But I'm not sure if this is like modern day or like a period piece. When you look at the cover of the novel on its Wikipedia page, it looks kind of old timey. Um, and this is the the same writer of the, uh, or at least co-writer of The Favorite. So getting back with favorite uh, collaborators. I think he's got another Emma Stone that movie that might also come out in 2023. So him and Emma Stone, they've been busy doing weird shit. Uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Sounds sounds nuts. I, I think I've liked all his movies. I don't I don't think I've seen all of them. Uh, and I know 
like you know some are divisive killing of a sacred deer very divisive movie i feel like you weren't a huge fan of that one sean i don't remember anymore i think you're i just remember the plot uh well they're always very uncomfortable <laughs> tonally it's just putting people in really awkward situations. It's, it's Nightmare Wes Anderson, as I always say. No, that's what I wrote on Letterboxd. If your movie is deliberately off-putting, and I find myself to be uncomfortable, is that a good thing? I do think your Letterboxd review of The Favorite, Sean, is one of the most impressive Letterboxd reviews I've ever seen, because you nailed the <laughs> formatting of the end credits. Uh, so everyone should go check out Sean's letterbox review of the favorite. <laughs> yeah, world some world class formatting. Uh, oh yeah, look at that. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. I'm 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 I, I'm I, you know in a way I'm more anticipating Sean's review of poor things than the movie itself. So. I like the favorite. I liked the lobster. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know. I'll see it. Sure. But will you see your uh, next film, Sean? <laughs> I'm pretty sure everyone's going to be on top of this movie. I think it'll probably be one of the most successful films of the year. It's Barbie. Yeah. Yeah. Directed by Greta Gerwig, written by her and Noah Baumbach. Uh, this movie stars Margot Robbie as Barbie and Ryan Gosling as Ken. Uh, and then also has a bunch of other funny people in the cast. Um, the, uh, the synopsis, I guess, is that Barbie is expelled from Barbie land and goes to the human world to find happiness. Um, which sounds funny. And the trailer is out there. It's a big, long 2001 reference, which is funny, and I like anything that references 2001, so I'm there, man. Uh, Greta Gorig is is, is is good. She good. She can do whatever she wants. I'll go see it, but make a weird, funny toy movie? Why not? Funny toy movie that's also fish out of water. It sounds like a 90s movie, and I love it. Hmm. Oh, she's from she's being expelled from Barbie Land. See, that's so funny. <laughs> Barbie Land, yep. What do you think of as as Barbie's era? Mm, great question. Like, like the I kind of do feel like she peaked in the nineties, even though she's like a sixties toy. I'm not sure. I can imagine the nineties because I feel like that's when they really started coming out with like like bullshit like collectible ones like the princess diana barbie and i'm sure there's some other like like 1996 olympics barbie i feel like that's when they really got out of hand with like how many different like stand-up comedy barbie i'm sure it's like seinfeld barbie that's probably something right (laughs) i used to have a shaving shaving ken where you could shave them the technology was there it was cool Um, (laughs) how did the hair grow back uh so basically he had like um He'd have like a five o'clock shadow, and then you'd put hot water on it, and it would like temporarily go away. I think I can't oh, remember if it was hot or cold yeah. water, but you change the temperature, and it'd go away. And then like over time, it would reappear. Grow back. Yeah. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Hopefully uh, they um, they touch on that in, in this. <laughs> Unlike you guys, I didn't have sisters growing up, so we didn't have 
Barbies around, except for Kevin had Barbie's, like, camper van thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. <laughs> I, I don't even think he had a Barbie to put in it. I think he just wanted the toy camper van. <laughs> Quality vehicle. Oh, and that Ken was mine, by the way. I was, oh, just, I, was nice. I was just so impressed with the technology. Um, <laughs> he did come you with a bottle. Read about in a magazine. I remember he came with a bottle of Old Spice, like a little bottle. <laughs> so my first nice. encounter with cologne. That if the more I think about it, that doll, that doll really taught me how to be a man. Uh, so mm-hmm. pretty excited about that. Do you notice there's like a weird, like, I feel like there's a bunch of like bros like, dude, I'm actually like really excited for Barbie. Do you feel like there's that weird kind of energy behind this movie? I feel like I've been seeing like dudes are like, actually, like, I'm really like, I'm really like into this. Are you saying it's going to be the next Gentle Minions? (sighs) There's like a weird, I'm just saying there's a weird collection of male moviegoers who are, I feel like are a little too excited about. And it's just, I don't know. Like, because you're, like, maybe secretly, like, dude, like, I'm, like, a feminist, but also, like, I'm really horny. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying there's something going on. We'll see. I think, I think, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's a gentle means type movement potentially here. But we won't know until July 21st. Yeah. Well, Excited there was also the, the Barbie core TikTok trend last year. So that, that might come back. I guess it hasn't really gone away yet. Where just people are wearing pink, like bright neon pink clothes. Is it something where like you turn into a Barbie? Like you turn into like an eye of Barbie fashion, or no? I think it's just like a genuine like fashion trend. Okay. Of just like dressing like how Barbie again. I think more like in the '90s how Barbie dressed than like original Barbies. But I don't know. Maybe maybe that's just always been a look, and I didn't appreciate it. All right. Are we going to appreciate your number eight call? I don't know. You'll you'll probably see it. I don't oh, know here we go. It. <laughs> I mean, you definitely will see it. Oh, here we go. But I'm I'm doing it and putting a Marvel movie on my top. T- <laughs> oh, oh, here we go. <laughs> I'm going with Ant Man and the Wasp: Quantum don't care. Why are they still making Ant-Man movies? Don't they have other superheroes they could make movies about? My only... Why? I'm sorry to yeah? interrupt you this early, but my only thing is, is like, I, I, I thought the whole novelty of Ant-Man is that he shrinks and grows, not the Quantumverse. It just, you mm-hmm. barely see him shrink and grow in the trailer. I, I got a real problem with that. I mean, I'm sure there'll be plenty of <laughs> him being big and small, but I feel like we're getting too far from what makes Ant-Man cool. For me, anyways. Yeah. Um, I don't like that they... I mean, they had to because of Endgame, but I don't like that they had to recast his daughter. Um, because I really thought Abby Ryder Ortson was funny as his daughter. And now she gets to be Margaret in Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. Um, so that's one thing that I'm disappointed about. I'm also not interested in the quantum realm because of all the multiverse and time travel bullshit we've had to put up with the past few years. It's like, can we just be in the real world for a little bit? Well, and that's what was fun about the look. I like the first two Ant-Man movies because they're just like, 
in the first one he's just like i need to break into a place and steal a thing and in the mm-hmm. second one it's basically like i just need to not get caught leaving my house arrest you know and he, and he gets small to do that and yeah. that was fun and now it's like now i've got to make a deal with kang the conqueror like oh, oh boy um <laughs> Yeah. Well, and this this is the start of phase five. Yep. Oh, is that where we're at? Which, okay. Which and is it just a feels diff- weird that phase four ended because it's just like nothing converged. There was right. no like big thing to center all of the movies around. They all just kind of happened. Which I don't. I don't know. God, I didn't I even realize was... it was over. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And and. Uh, Ant Ant Man came out after Age of Ultron, is that right? And then Ant Man and the Wasp came out after like Civil War. So like the other two Ant Man movies were kind of also like a like just take a breath, do a smaller stakes movie after these big events. And yeah, there was the, there was no there was Wakanda Forever, which was like I guess like was a was a big deal for Wakanda, but. It's not really an Avengers movie. Yeah. And, and and so it's like, oh, they're just going to be like setting up Kang the Conqueror. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. Yeah. I want to no, they're They're in trouble if you're losing interest. <laughs> Where are the X-Men? We got uh, Professor X in his dumbass chair. Come on, just give yeah. them to me. Why are we hiding them? You I know, don't. Yeah. You, well, you know, I don't know, man. Because they did all this multiverse shit. Why? Why do all of that and then not introduce the X Men at the end of it? You know, something I've been thinking about uh, in terms of Marvel lately is I think you know the X Men are my favorite Marvel property, and I think yeah. the X Men for me work best when they're just in their own, like when they're not like. Uh, alongside other marvel characters because there's already so many mutants and and, and a variety of characters in the x-men world so i think if they did an x-men movie i wouldn't want it connected to anything else just x-men but i feel like they wouldn't do that they'd have to be like oh here you go it's uh (laughs) i can't even think hey look there's a look of blades here too i don't know (laughs) (laughs) blade and ghost rider hanging out I just feel like they wouldn't do that, and I feel like that may be part of the problem where they're stuck, because they're like, okay, how do we like integrate them into our greater narrative? Think, how do we? Because in- Kang is now going to be the big baddie. We need to make. How do the X Men fight Kang? It's like I don't give a shit. But I don't know. Maybe they'll figure it out this time. Maybe this is a fresh start. Uh, but certainly, this movie doesn't look like a fresh start. This looks like no <laughs> same old shit. Mm. But we'll see it, and we'll have a good time, and then we'll walk out and be like, "What did we? What did we do?" That's, yeah. that's why I feel like some of these exit, not ex, or some of these Marvel movies. Is I like, I watch it, I'm like, "Oh, this is all right," and then I walk out, and I just like, I don't know what I. It's like severance. It's like I went in there and I got severed from who I am outside of the movie, <laughs> and then I don't remember what happened. I really like that. Yeah, your innie's a huge Marvel guy. <laughs> They're like fun to see, but then it's like, uh, yeah, it's just mindless spectacle. It's just the same thing every time. <laughs> also, for a movie called Ant Man and the Wasp, there's sure not a lot of the Wasp in that. Well, isn't title. she like uh, prominently anti-vax? So maybe they're kind of downplaying her. 
Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I guess they did the same thing with Wakanda Forever, where Letitia Wright wasn't that big in the marketing, even though she ended up being pretty much the main character of the movie. Uh, yeah, dude. But if anything, it'll be fun to see people fight, and people fight in my ex yeah. movie. For real, yeah. though. Real fight. Because uh, this, tr- yeah? this is a true story. And it is also a game, Ooh. by which I mean a sport. Oh. <laughs> a game sport. The game slash sport of wrestling. My pick is The Iron Claw, which is a 824 movie, hopefully coming out in 2023, uh, from Sean Durkin, director of Martha, Marcy, May, Marlene. Uh, which launched the career of Elizabeth Olsen, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, and this is a movie From about Marvel. the uh, Von Erich family, who are a real-life wrestling family, uh, who over time all befell very strange fates. There's a lot of suicides and strange illnesses. Uh, just like all these brothers, like had these horrible fates. Um, it stars Zac Efron. And we also have Harris Dickinson as another one of the brothers, and uh, Jeremy Allen White as another of one of the brothers, uh, who you know from Da Bear, Da Bear. And their dad is Holt McCallany, which I like because it's like how often do you get to see him in like a prominent movie role? You know, he's on Mindhunter, but aside from that, uh, that and this kind of sounds like a cool role for him to be like the wrestling dad. Yeah. Um, I'm curious to see like what the span of time of this movie is going to be. Like, is this going to be mostly the '80s? Are we going to get some '90s? Are we gonna get before that, I'm not sure. But it sounds like a pretty interesting story. Uh, there's some funny set photos of Zac Efron in this movie. He has like he look, basically looks like He Man. He looks he's insanely ripped, but he also has like a really stupid haircut. It's funny. Uh, excited to see. Uh, how this turns out uh, I, I, you know I've always been on board for Zac Efron to make that dramatic turn but he hasn't really done anything that I've like cared about you know I think he's a good actor but I mean I didn't want to see that like Ted Bundy movie or I guess he did Firestarter last year that's a piece of shit I guess but I'm, I'm for him making that transition to dramatic actor you know he's got like a weird chin now <laughs> He's, he's just turned into He-Man. He looks weird. Uh, yeah, he the, made his body weird. He made his he body weird. did it for weird. us, John. He did it for us. For entertainment. Are we not entertained? Are we not entertained by your pick, Sean? Mm, maybe. Uh, but I will be, and that's all that matters to me. Uh, because I'm going with Fast 10. Or Fast yeah. X, I guess, Maybe. I can never, you can never rule out the dumbest version of a Fast and Furious title. <laughs> yeah. Um. So why is this so low on my list? You might ask. Uh, that's because, uh, according to rumors, uh, Vin Diesel showed up to set for the first week of this movie, uh, really out of shape and belligerent, and got in enough fights with director Justin Lin. Uh, who was supposed to be making his triumphant return to the franchise, um, that, uh, or I guess he did Fast 9 too, didn't he? But um, whatever. Justin Lin was supposed to be directing this. They got into so many fights with Vin Diesel that he uh, left the project as a director and is now just a producer 
he said the movie is not worth his mental health end quote uh which is a uh, a brutal and dark <laughs> omen uh the cast uh on this uh what would be the first part of the two-part finale to this franchise. Although they also have that ripcord of making more Hobbs and Shaw movies. I don't know if they're going to pull that or not. It will actually end. Um, anyway, The Rock's not in it, but uh, like everyone else is back. And they've added some pretty cool people like Jason Momoa and Brie Larson and uh, Daniela Mel- Mel- Melchior, the, the rat catcher from Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, m- my favorites are these last two. Alan Ritson, uh, who's the very, very big man who plays Reacher on the new Reacher show. Oh, big uh, boy. I love that they they found that really big boy and gave him a part. Yeah. Um, and, and Rita Moreno's in this. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Is she gonna be like, uh, like Dom's like gra- like grandma or something? <laughs> and then she's gonna get behind oh, the wheel of a I, car. Yeah. God, I didn't think grandma, but I guess she could be. I was thinking she'd just be Dom's mom, but yeah, I guess it could be Dom's grandma. Let's see if they. I say. was gonna say mom, but I'm not sure. Yeah. If we've already established. No, you're right. Mom. The grandmother of Dom, Jacob, and Mia, uh, Abuela Toretto. <laughs> <laughs> nice. She's gonna have like a golf cart, but it's gonna be like it's gonna have yeah. NOS. <laughs> probably um so we got like some of the smaller part people are back to cardi b's returning uh helen mirren's returning michael rooker's returning um Damn. obviously more han which is a good thing um and uh the new director is uh louis leterrier uh who i don't know about like he did the incredible hulk and clash of the titans and I guess, like, Transporter 2 and The Takedown are kind of in the right genre. But he also did, like, Grimsby. Oh, uh, yeah. Grimsby. What the <laughs> fuck? Yeah, dude. Um, <laughs> it, it sounds like they tried to get uh, everyone who had directed a Fast and Furious movie before to do this on short notice, and none of them were willing to. And uh, there's a quote somewhere out there that was like, hey, we're not getting an A-list guy to direct this. We just have to live with that. So um, he's the one that filled in. And I, I don't know, maybe Justin Lin was involved enough as a producer to help keep it keep it on the, on the road to success. But uh, maybe not. There have been bad ones before. Um, so Sean, uh, we've seen a lot of great set pieces over the years. Cars going through buildings, oh, cars going into space. Yeah. Can you think of anything mm-hmm. else you'd like to see a car do? Well, um, we know that cyber, uh, criminal, uh, Cypher is still the villain. I guess she's, uh, the, the main, the main, she's the, uh, Thanos of the fast series, I guess. Um, and because she does these cyber crimes, I think it's time they take the cars into cyberspace. <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that would work. Uh, like Lawnmower Man. <laughs> like Lawnmower Man. Yeah. Why not? It's, it's not so far removed from other things they've done. <laughs> Ooh, and I, I'm just looking through the Wikipedia cast list. I see at the very end, according to reports, Gal Gadot reprises her role 
as Giselle sure. in a, one of the versions that was test screened for audiences in December of 2022. So no one yeah. can die in this franchise, including people who have died in, on screen and people who have died in real life. So that's <laughs> great. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Call, dude, 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 dude. Ah, uh, they should do another. Dude, where's my car? Oh yeah. Oh, just bring them back. I could put that right on my list. <laughs> <laughs> so if you brought if you brought uh, the two guys back, I wonder what they'd do now. Dude, where's my car again? <laughs> my self my self driving car. Oh, nice. Okay, it's not a good title, but it's an interesting idea. <laughs> Dude, where's my house? Dude, where's my house? Where's my house? <laughs> well, it's because you can't afford to buy a house anymore. <laughs> this new one is a lot more politically charged. Or just, you know, so it's attacking the societal ills that plague uh, the modern generation. <laughs> Dude, where's my house? Evicted. <laughs> they live in their car. Sad. I actually dude, really like Dude, house. where's my house? Where they can't remember their houses, or their houses just gone. Like, what if it's just as simple as like the GPS doesn't work, and they rely on it so much they don't know how to get home? Ah, uh, that's that's boring. really funny. We should write this. We should write Dude, where's my house, and then see if we can get it to Ashen Kutcher. You know. He was, I mean, what does he got going on? He ain't bathing his kids, so he's not that busy. <laughs> Let's see. Who directed Jobs? Let's get to that person. Oh. Joshua Michael Stern. Okay, yeah. He could be. Director of Swing Vote as well. Mm, okay. It's a competent hand. Cool. Dude, okay. Coming soon. Dude, where's my house? Dude, where's your pick, Colin? Okay, so my number seven pick, I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't know that much about it, but I feel like I've known that it existed for a long time, yeah, and I was amused to see it's already been made. It's finally coming out. Ooh. It is a uh, flaming hot. Oh, the story God. of the man oh, who created flaming hot Cheetos. This sucks. No, this is a great pick, but this, yeah, keep going. <laughs> Richard Montagnes. Uh His life story is being told on screen. Uh, Didn't they say the story was bullshit? I think Frito Lay denied that it ever happened. Oh, my God. There seems to be some. Uh, some dispute about what I doubt. I don't think it happened. It, it's, it doesn't Cheetos. seem real. Yeah. I mean, even if it is, what? <laughs> why is that a movie? Do you, I guess because it's so inspiring because he's like a Will Hunting type figure who like yeah. worked at the Frito-Lay factory that invented their newest, hottest flavor. Was he, a, was he like a janitor a too? Wasn't that part of it or something? He's like a low-level employee? Yes. That's what it says. He was a Frito-Lay janitor. And the fact that Frito-Lay denied the story is very interesting. I also thought I heard this movie had like like have like some heavily like Christian tones. I'm not sure about that. Christian tones. 
Yeah, I don't maybe know maybe this guy is really Christian. I don't remember where I heard that, but I thought that was another part of the puzzle that this is like an okay. inspiring movie in that way. Kind of like kind of like um, American Underdog, where it's like, oh, it's just a sports movie, but it's like it's secretly a Christian movie, though. <laughs> you know, like they didn't they didn't weren't too heavy on the advertising with that uh, that it, it was a Christian movie, but it was. So. Yeah, flaming hot. I am a fa- I am a fan of the product. <laughs> yeah. So what was that movie um, where Greg Kinnear invented some dumb bullshit and they made a whole? Oh movie my god! I saw that movie. What was it called? Something with gen- a flash of genius. I think. I just pulled mm. out of thin air. I'm not sure if that's correct. That sounds like a movie. Yeah, about the inventor of windshield wipers. <laughs> windshield wipers. Okay, so not something. Dumb, but it's, that's something important. that movie made me hate that man. If that movie is accurate, because <laughs> the whole thing is like he fights for years and years to get credit for it, and it, there's even a point where they offer him like an insane amount of money, and he turns it down because like no, I want credit for this, and it, like destroys like his marriage and his relationship with his family, and it's like mm-hmm. who gives a shit? Just take the money. Who cares if you invented fucking windshield wipers? No one knows who you are. It's not like well, we all know the inventor of of windshield wipers was robert kearns no one knows who that is um, are you just saying that name or is that the real name? i'm looking at well that'd be a weird why would i just invent robert kearns no i'm on the, I'm on the flash of genius <laughs> wikipedia page nice 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 uh 2008 yeah dude i rented the shit out of this <laughs> um Oh, Tatiana Maslany was in this. Okay, cool. Um, but yeah, Flaming Hot. I don't know. I'm just very, I'm very suspect about this story because I feel like there's a lot of, <laughs> a lot of talk. And also, why the fuck did it take so long to come out? Yeah, I remember you telling me about this years ago. Years ago. <laughs> it just seems like a idea that should have died in development hell, but yeah, they, they saw it through to. I, I, I forget if you said, is there anyone of note in the cast, or is it mostly smaller names? Um, Dennis Haysbert is in it. Tony okay. Shalhoub. Okay. I like these Matt people. Matt Walsh. Sure. Directed by Eva Longoria. Directed by Eva Longoria. A- actor Eva Longoria? Yep. It seems like she's mostly directed TV. Like Desperate Housewives, Eva yeah, Longoria. That's the one. She's that's... directing a movie about uh, Cheeto snacks. <laughs> Has she ever like eaten Cheetos? So it's, it's another reason to be skeptical of this movie. <laughs> I don't know. I'm hmm. sure she did in preparation. <laughs> she ate one bag. One of the the, the production companies. Like, I'm so bad. One of the production companies for this movie is Franklin Entertainment, and when you click on it. It's a picture of a preacher. It's a, a band named Devon Franklin. So I think, yeah, I think there's some Christian shit going oh, on no. here too. Oh. <laughs> but it is, yeah, Hulu. Okay. It's a searchlight picture. Yeah, I mean, oh, it's, okay. it's a legitimate Whoa. film. It's a real movie. But it's on Hulu. Okay. okay. But it's on Hulu. Okay. 
my, getting real judgy. My my next movie comes out pretty close to when this movie comes out. I actually had a totally okay. different movie until like about ten minutes ago because I, I I wussed out thinking that oh, this isn't going to come out. I should actually pick something that has a release date. Because <laughs> huh. I'm tired of having these lists where it's just like, yeah, none of it came out. Okay. So I I I remembered a movie that sounds sort of fun and it has it has played at some festivals. So some people are like, oh yeah, it's good. So I'm like, okay, fingers crossed. I'm going to go with a movie called... This is a great title, by the way. It's called The Blackening. Um, this is based off a sketch by du- Dwayne Perkins, who's a, a comedian and sketch artist. And the premise of this movie is a bunch of black friends are going to a, a cabin during the weekend of Juneteenth, and there's a killer after them. And obviously there's that cliche of the black person always dies first in a slasher movie. So they have to decide who is the most black and then sacrifice that person. I, I, like, it's a great sketch. I don't know how you expand that into a movie. Um, but yeah, I thought the sketch was so good. I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm down. And I think it must have played at, I'm not sure at festival. I don't think it was South by Southwest last year. I'm not sure, but it's got a few reviews already. And people are like, yeah, this is funny. Um, and it comes out on Juneteenth. Um, it's it's it, Tim Story's directing it. Uh, you remember the, the Barbershop Fantastic Four guy? And it's like, <sighs> he's not that good. And his last movie, I forgot, was like Tom and Jerry. <laughs> but I think this is oh, yeah. I think this is more of like a, a sketch comic. You know, just needed just a uh, he needed to find his Louis Leterrier to just direct this film because he's not a director himself. Um, yeah. It's it's mostly yeah a bunch of comedians. I don't know most of them. Some of these names are familiar. Jermaine Fowler, Jay Farrow's in here. Nice. Um, but bloody disgusting. Liked it. They've seen it, I guess. And the title's funny, and the sketch was good, and it's actually coming out. That's a huge plus. <laughs> Lionsgate movie. It's a real movie. Uh. I like that now we have to establish it's a real film that is coming. <laughs> um, yeah, I probably would put this lower on my list just because, like, the Tim story of it all has got me a little iffy. Sure. Uh, but I, I'll still see it. This sounds right at my I like the high concept. I'm going with it. Sean, is your movie actually coming out? It is actually coming out, but it is coming out on Apple TV+. Plus. Close, Close um, enough. I think we can blame House of Gucci for that mm. because I'm going with Ridley Scott's Napoleon, uh, starring the Joker himself, Joaquin Phoenix as Napoleon Bonaparte. Ridley Scott is going to talk about uh, Napoleon's rise to power through the magic of cinema, and I'm here for it. Uh, Empress Josephine is going to be played by Vanessa Kirby. Uh, who is in uh, the Hobbs and Shaw and Mission Impossible Fallout. Um, and you know what? You just you can't count out Ridley Scott. Despite him being now in his mid-80s, he's still putting out bangers. Fucking The Last Duel ruled. It whipped ass. Whatever <laughs> cool young guy expression you want to use. Uh, the Martian was a good time. I realize now that was like Getting close to ten years ago. Wow. Uh, There was an alien movie somewhere in there. I don't remember what it was called. I didn't see that one, but like Prometheus was all right. You know, he's still doing fine. 
and he wants to make movies about French people. He's pretty good at that. Uh, I love that he doesn't let people do French accents. Uh, although with Joaquin Phoenix, who knows what what cards he's gonna play? Um, I think I, I think it'll be fun. You just you can't count it out. That's all I'm saying. You just can't count it out. Do you remember the original title of this movie? Because I remember when it was first, it first it was announced, it had a different title. Was it like all the money in the France? <laughs> it's called Kit Bag. What? Kit bag. What does that mean? I think it's like a, a something that a soldier carries. Mm-hmm. But it sounds it sounds weird. It sounds like the name of a cat or something. It's just a weird name. <laughs> I think they went with the better, even though I'm sure there's already a couple movies called Napoleon. Yeah, not the most original. I think it's better than Kit Bag. Kit. They should have found a middle ground between <laughs> the most boring title and a title that's too interesting. That's such a weird. It's like calling it like sheath or like boots right backpack, backpack. <laughs> <laughs> i like an epic napoleon film it's called backpack <laughs> um i also remember vanessa kirby replaced jody comer and it's like god they're like oh. the same person in my mind that's perfect <laughs> from the last duel yeah I feel like there was talk of like him maybe like trying to squeak this out at the end of 2022 for some like awards. I think Apple TV sees this as an award contender, so I, I bet they're gonna try to make this an Oscar play, which I guess is good. Like, right? That means they think it's good. And uh, I mean, Apple TV Plus has already won an Oscar, so yeah, they know what they're doing. It's kind of it's weird like though. Like a big movie like this is gonna be on Apple TV. Um, I guess ne- yeah, I guess Netflix probably does for the that. best. I guess Netflix is the same thing where they give like a director an insane amount of money too. And and no one went and saw the last duel, and uh, I feel like House of Gucci didn't do great, and it was bad. I think it did all right. I, it did it just all right. Came out at a bad time. So this is what you got to do. I guess. Yeah, okay. I'll give it a shot. But Colin, while I give your next movie a shot. <laughs> uh, I'd be surprised. Maybe you'd watch one of them. Just tell me what it is, and then I'll tell you if I give it a shot, just based off the time. I'm, I'm doing a twofer for my number six. Because right. they're both movies about four old broads going on a trip and both of them also have jane fonda in them Mm. uh one of them is book club the next chapter (laughs) sequel to the movie book club where a bunch of old actresses read 50 shades of gray and the other one the other one is 80 for brady it's about four old broads going to the super bowl because they love tom brady that one comes out pretty soon not not giving either of these a shot. Not even remotely. I didn't think so. <laughs> not even a chance. But you love football so much. <sighs> yeah, but I hate Tom Brady. And he's a producer, too. So Oof. his influence yeah, looks like he's His it. fingerprints are all over this thing. <laughs> well, you think? <laughs> the movie has his name in the title. <laughs> uh, tell me more about 
what's the other one? Book Club Two. Book Club. Book Club. The next chapter. Is it, uh, is it just a different book this time? Or it doesn't even look like they're going. If they're doing a book club, it just looks like they're going to Italy and getting into hijinks <laughs> on vacation. Nice. So I don't. Okay. I don't know why it's even a sequel. Like, why did they just make it a new movie about? <laughs> These are classic these, characters, man. They, people love these characters from the classic film Book Club. When did they use this even guy? 2018. Like, I barely remember this movie. 2018. I don't uh, remember this at all. Yeah. This big I don't remember it either. Made $104 million wow. at the box office yeah, off a of $14 up, yeah. million bu- budget. Let's see if this rings a bell. You know. You gotta, you gotta get old people back into the theater. They've been spooked by, by getting COVID. Sure. So this is how you do it with Jane Fonda, <laughs> bringing her pals along. Are they bringing wacky in wacky adventures? Are they bringing in yeah. any older gentlemen as love interests that are that are fun? Uh, let's see. Is there any clear? It's like, oh, that's clearly going to be well, someone's love interest. Yeah, I mean, book. Uh, let's see. I'm gonna look too. Book Club as Andy Garcia. Okay, I can see it. Craig T. Nelson. It looks like they were in the other ones. I don't know if they're like their husbands. Oh, yeah, maybe. It could be. Um, it seemed like 80 for Brady has Guy Fieri heavily featured in the, the movie for some reason. Like He's in a scene early in the trailer, and then later on, one of the Brady fans has a dream where there's a bunch of Guy Fieri's in the dream. Oh, wait, no, it's not a dream. She does drugs, of course. Have to have old people <laughs> taking edibles in this movie because that's hilarity. I see sounds good to I me. see that they're, they're making it, they're setting it around the Super Bowl where they had that comeback against uh, the Falcons. I think it would have been way better if they did have a Super Bowl where they lost against the Eagles. I think it'd be funnier if they go to see him lose, but of course Tom Brady would never be like, "Oh no, no way." <laughs> Why specifically this yeah. one? Yeah, he has to. It's got to be the one that's the most, it's, the cool, the coolest one. That's so stupid. <laughs> oh my god. This is like, yeah, this is like a movie for moms, but I can't imagine any mom that would want to see this. It's a very specific audience of like moms who might also like football that are older. Very specific. Yeah. The 2017 Super Bowl uh, was uh, the first Super Bowl to happen during President Trump's reign of terror. Um, in fact, he had just recently been inaugurated, and Tom Brady's a fan. Do you think there's going to be a lot of Trump stuff in 85? <laughs> They're going to Trumpers. Because <laughs> the actresses in this cast, I think, famously do not like Donald Trump. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if some concessions were made in the the making of this film. Um, It's actually weird to think about. Like, what is the overlap between people who are fans of these actors and people who are fans of Tom Brady? I don't know. It's like weird because he's not even on the Patriots anymore. Like, do Patriots? How do Patriots fans currently feel about Tom Brady? He's still playing. 
it's just Starfuckers, you guys. There's the, the only audience for this are Starfuckers. <laughs> that would have been a way better title. <laughs> uh, gross. Everything about this is the worst. I don't know. Should I watch it because it has football? It's Paramount, so for sure be on Paramount Plus eventually. And Patton Oswalt does play a character named Brisket. I don't know, John. It's up to you. Oh, man. Ball's in your court. Fuck. Um, but yeah, I do like football. I like to watch football on the TV. And my next pick is called I Saw the TV Glow. Uh, So if if you guys... Yeah. Why why would you know what this is? Um, So if you guys remember my top 10 for 2022, I had a movie called World Going to the World's Fair. And that director has already finished their follow-up film called I Saw the TV Glow. It's uh, now A24. So it's cool. Um, and here's here's the premise. It's two teenagers bond over their love of a television series after it is mysteriously canceled. Their reality begins to blur. And it is categorized as horror. And it stars Justice Smith oh. and Bridget Lundy Payne. Bridget Lundy Payne oh, from, from uh, Bill and Dungeon Ted. Dragons. Oh, really? No, Justice Smith. Oh, Justice Smith. Justice Smith from Dungeons and Dragons. Bridget Lundy Payne from Bill and Ted uh, Face the Music. Which was on constantly anticipated a few years ago, but Psych, it's pretty good. <laughs> um, not much on this, but I was such a huge fan of that other movie, and uh, this sounds kind of like a creepy, weird premise. I don't know what kind of show. I don't know if it's like a spooky or like a weird old children's show, like a like a Candle Cove kind of thing. I'm not sure, but what I i'm really excited about is this movie has a very exciting uh supporting cast we got um let's see who 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 am i gonna highlight here we got phoebe bridgers we got fred durst (laughs) and we have both of the pete and pete brothers both uh michael morona and danny tamparelli are in the supporting cast i don't know how prominently featured any of these other actors are but that sounds nutso. I'm totally into it. I feel like that's the second time I've said nutso in this. Uh, is that my new catchphrase of 2023? This one's nutso. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, there's not much. Uh, but they, 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 it's finished. They finished it last August. Uh, it says it's going to come out this year. Jane Schoenbrunn, up up and coming filmmaker. Very excited about what they what they got next. I mean, Fred Durst is always a mark of quality, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, spe- John, did you say Phoebe Waller-Bridge or Phoebe Bridgers? Phoebe Bridgers. The musician. The musician. She's an actor now. Uh, yeah, now. Okay. Again, like, okay. I, who knows like how prominently featured any of these. Oh, I, I see a snail mail is also in the cast. I just didn't, I just didn't <laughs> wow. know her name. Because I know um, Jane Schoenbrunn is a big, like, indie rock fan. Because Alex G. did the music, too. We're all going to the World's Fair. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of indie rock people associated with this as well. There's probably some other... There might be some other musicians in here, too. I just don't know who they are. You know, 
talented uh, indie musicians like Fred Durst. <laughs> hey, maybe he'll be good. Maybe, maybe he'll be good. Maybe will your pick be good, Sean? Uh, the real question is, will we be able to hear the dialogue in my little <laughs> indie uh, darling? I, I, I already know what it is. Go ahead. <laughs> Great way to set it up. Uh, yeah, Oppenheimer is the new Christopher Nolan movie about J. Robert Oppenheimer, the father of the atomic bomb. And all you really need to know is that Christopher Nolan recreated in real life with real explosives... One of the first nuclear tests ever conducted. So, fucking deal with that, man. Uh, that guy's crazy, but in a good way. And this cast is fucking stacked, man. You got Emily Blunt, you got Matt Damon, Robert Downey Jr., Forrest Pete, Ron Malik, uh, Benny Safdie, Kenneth Branagh's in there, of course. David Krumholtz, he's back. Uh, Al Nirenreich, he's back. Matthew Modine. Jack Quay, David Desmachian, uh, Jason Clarkson here, Jason, Josh Peck, look at that. Yeah, uh, dude. Alex Wolf, I see, is on the list. Scott Grimes from ER and uh, The Orville. Uh, James Darcy from Age, uh, Agent Carter. Uh, Olivia Thurlby, Casey Affleck, and at the very bottom of this list, Gary Oldman as Harry Truman. Two people whose last name ends in man. Uh, at the top of this cast is Killian Murphy, though he's he's the Oppenheimer. That's my favorite uh, thing about cool. it. That you know, well, I mean, when's the last time he he starred in like a, a big movie like this? Yeah, but I mean, Peaky Blinders has been like a big. That's deal true. That is that does have quite a following. Uh, yeah, this sounds awesome. This definitely would have been on my list, but I knew Sean was going to pick it. I'm excited for the big boom. I uh, hope it's not too loud. <laughs> uh, cover well, it'll be so loud. I won't be able to hear anyone talking while it's exploding. It'll just be yeah, exploding for so I long. Just, we all know from Tenet you need to go see this in the theater or else you'll never oh my be God. able to Never again. Frankly. Yeah, God. Uh, this will be great. <laughs> this definitely, I would love to go to IMAX for this. I mean, you got it, right? That's what it's meant for. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, cool. I wonder how long this is gonna be. I wonder if we're getting uh, how was Tenet long? I don't remember now. I bet it was long. You know what just occurred to me? There is a trailer for Oppenheimer, but I haven't seen it because we didn't get to see it when we saw Avatar. Oh, I saw it. It was cool. It's, you know, more of the same, I guess. <laughs> I feel like I can't remember if it was uh, black and white. Is that? Do we know if the movie's in black and white or anything yet? That'd be really cool, because people would be like, that makes me mad. I don't like this. Man, Kermit the Frog is pissed. <laughs> but he's really excited for Barbie, which comes out the same day. <laughs> what? Well, How bad. do you think that's going to shake out? By the way, Tenet, 150. Okay. Uh, a perfectly reasonable length. Uh, it just feels long, because you have to watch every scene twice. Once forwards and once backwards. <laughs> Um, but do you think Oppenheimer will, will beat Barbie at the box office? Yeah, yeah, he's gonna dominate Barbie. But it, I think I they're both know. gonna do well. I said that before. Yeah, but I think Oppenheimer. Wins but too. Oppenheimer is is old. It is like school. 
<laughs> if it's actually black and white, you're right. That's gonna I'm, it's gonna I be a, a sharp contrast. I, I just googled Oppenheimer black and white, and I see like screen rant why Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer is in black and white. Um, but that it could maybe they're just talking about the trailer. I'm just reading headlines, so I don't actually know. Is Oppenheimer a black and white movie? This article says yes and no. I don't know. Uh, I think I think maybe both. I think it maybe it'll be both. I don't think it's entirely a black. Maybe movie. it's in Technicolor. What if it's like it's all in black and white and an explosion makes turns the movie into color? Whoa. <laughs> like Wizard, it's like Wizard of Oz. <laughs> maybe both. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It sounds stylish, though. So sounds cool. Uh, yeah, dude. Stoked. Yeah, dude. But, so that has a big bomb. <laughs> Call it, do you think your movie will be a big bomb? Uh, could be. Uh-oh. I know it's got a big shark in it. It is. Oh. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, better you. Tread carefully here, Colin. Oh. The trench. The trench. Oh, my God. This needed to be lower on your list, Colin. Yeah, it could, it could have been. I don't. I don't know. How good? Like, how, 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 how are you? Can it how, be? I'm just saying. We just talked about book club, the next <laughs> chapter, and now you're now you're saying you'd rather see that implicitly. I don't than fucking know. Make two, like, the what? trench. It's so hard to like rank these. I don't know why they're ranked in an order. I could just give you ten movies. Like it's. I don't know how much more likely I am to see Book of the Next Chapter than Meg to the Trench. I'm not going to see either. But Colin, the monsters could be even bigger than before. Did they I... probably will be. But is bigger always better? That sounds like a really like unsure tagline. <laughs> <laughs> is bigger always better? We like they don't know. I mean, that's when um, things get too big. Did you know that yeah. The Meg is based on a book? And The Meg oh, 2, The Trench, oh. is based on the book that is the sequel to that book? I didn't. Yeah, you're right. Sean, are you, are you guys looking at the, some of these other titles? Because there's a lot of Meg books. <laughs> I just see Jurassic Shark and I'm done. <laughs> well, I'm really excited for if they make Meg colon Hell's Aquarium. I think that's a good title. That's good. Uh, Meg Meg Generations, Meg Night Stalkers, Meg Origins, Meg Purgatory, Meg Primal Waters, Meg Angel of Death colon Survival. I'm really sad to see this as a Ben Wheatley film because Ben Wheatley is kind of like an indie sort of horror. At least he started horror filmmaker. He made The Killist and Sightseers, two movies I really like. Um, but now it's like this is like his biggest movie yet, and it's fucking Meg Two. Like I feel like it's never going to get any better for this. I just feel like he's failed. Like, uh, yeah, this is like. Cause mm-hmm. who wants to do this? I don't know. Maybe it gives you a chance mm-hmm. to get bigger projects by just doing anything big. I don't. How how old do we think Jason Statham is by now? Is he sixty? I think he's close. I'd be surprised. I would guess more like 
mid fifties. I mean, let's he's he is an expendable. Let's I mean, that's gotta You had to be pretty old to be in the first expendables, right? And that was like ten years ago. Yeah. So he's he's fifty five, he's turning fifty six this year. He'll be fifty six. He's ex- he's right. exactly mid fifties. Yeah. Well, well played. He's right in, right in the middle. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, this. I mean, Sean and I watched the first one uh, when it came out on. I think I got it from Redbox. So let's continue the tradition. Okay, nice. <laughs> I thought you saw it in theaters. No, no. I mean, Sean is my go-to aquatic horror buddy because we had yeah, we did see Piranha and Crawl, and. The shallows. The shallows. <laughs> the shallow. <laughs> um, but the Meg, no, we rented the Meg. Uh, so, okay. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, I mean, I can imagine this one being one I'd see it has a funny trailer, because I could definitely imagine them doing something stupid and silly in the Meg, too. Because it's like, who gives a shit now? <laughs> Let's just have fun with it. Colin, have you, looked, have you looked at the Wikipedia for Meg to the Trench? Yeah. I Do you see this Jason Statham quote? At the start of the development section. Where he's just like, if it makes money, like, yeah, we'll probably just make some more. Like, and if it doesn't, like, we won't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what an insightful quote. Yeah. Sounds like he's really passionate about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Meg 2. I bet I will see that at mm-hmm. some point. Now, unfortunately, John, is your number four a sequel? Uh, is not a sequel, but sharks no. are in the water, and what? this movie is. Oh, no, I fucked up. I was gonna say like sharks <laughs> are like close to the bottom of the water, but that's not true because <laughs> my movie is called Bottoms. Well, I really fucked that up. Um, oh. So the Emma Seligman, who made Shiva Baby, which made my top ten a few years ago. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, did you guys see that movie? I did. Rachel yes. Fennon. I really liked that movie. I thought it was very yeah. funny and uncomfortable, which is a fun um, combo. I watched it on an airplane, and it was maybe the most. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking have a panic life. attack when I watched that movie on the airplane. Uh, but her and Rachel Fennon. Um, uh, who's also a co-writer on this film, uh, have a new movie coming out called Bottoms, and it's two high school senior girls set up a fight club to hook up with cheerleaders before graduation. That's such a good premise. And it's Rachel Senna and Ayo Edabiri from Da Bear. Uh, hmm. I know her more from podcasts, though. Um, and, and I guess they used to be like a comedy team. They do, they have like some sketches on YouTube that are pretty good. Uh, they're like on the Comedy Central uh youtube page which i don't understand because i'm like was this for comedy central like why is this is good why isn't this a show what what's comedy central doing what what is comedy central i don't know I, they have to make way for more of the officer uh, oh yeah i guess that's all it is now right i saw they were gonna do like a workaholics movie and then it got like canceled like the day of production i'm like what <laughs> yeah they're like nah, what's nah, going nah, on at comedy central but Rachel Senat, Io Adabiri, so funny. I think that's a great team. Very excited for that. And also, third build is Marshawn Lynch, Seahawks legend. Mm-hmm. Um, not sure how he fits into the mix here in a high school movie. 
But I love that Marshawn is just doing weird shit these days, like being on Murderville and, and stuff like that. He's having fun, and I'm going to have fun with him. Uh, and this hopefully has come out. It's an Orion Pictures release. Uh, produced by Elizabeth Banks, director of Cocaine Bear. Whoa. So, yeah. Uh, uh, it says bottoms is expected to be released in 2023 that's all the assurance <laughs> i need Ooh, yeah i don't know what orion pictures does do they put movies in theaters now? sure it's weird because they're like out of business for like many years and then like came back and i love that they still have like their old logo mm-hmm. so i don't know what the deal with them is but i like their logo mm-hmm. so I, I trust them yeah. in that way Make me think of RoboCop. But does your next pick make you think of RoboCop? Mm, that's a pretty tenuous connection. <laughs> uh, you can make it. I believe in you. Well, um, just tell me, Sean, if RoboCop was in your next movie, would that make it better or worse? Or at uh, or as good. A, a, a movie you have not seen. Uh, I think RoboCop would be an unwelcome addition. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> my, my number four pick. Uh, it's Asteroid City, the new uh, Wes Anderson. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about romantic Sean. comedy drama. I'd love to see RoboCop in uh, Wes Anderson movie. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, a movie about a, uh, a stargazer convention uh, in 1955 uh, where a bunch of uh, uh, students and parents are going to gather for, I guess, some sort of competition. I don't really know what a stargazing competition is, but that's the sort of uh, twee bullshit that you want with their <laughs> movie about anyway. So go for it. Um, first of all, the good news, no Bill Murray in this one, because he had COVID when they were shooting it, or at least allegedly had COVID when they were shooting it. (laughs) Who knows what his deal is? Um, and, uh, there's a little quote here that says the cast has been described as being larger than other Wes Anderson films. Oh, Um, bigger. It's, it's so, alright, we got Tilda on here. We talked about her already. Adrian Brody, Tom Tom Hanks is up in this hey. one. Margot Robbie from Lord. Barbie. Rupert Friend. We got Jason Schwartzman, of course. Scarlett Johansson. Brian Cranston. He played a dog before. Uh, Hope Davis. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum, of course. Jeffrey Wright, of course. Leif Schreiber, of course. He played a dog, too. Uh, Tony Revolori from the Spider-Mans and also the Hotel. Uh, Matt Dillon is in here. Maya Hawk of Fisher Stevens. Ed Norton. Steve Carell, way down on the list, but there he is. Hong Chow. Uh, there's Willem Dafoe, of course. Rita Wilson, so we've got both halves of the Tom Hanks <laughs> Tower couple. Um, and, of course, Sophia Lillis from It, another one that she's in this year. Um, that's a lot of people. Uh, Wes Anderson movies are, are a good time. Um, it's crazy that they're saying this is a bigger cast than The French Dispatch, but I guess I believe them. Uh, I wonder if it'll be vignette like that movie was. Um, it even just, if it's not. It just seemed like he uh, he just adds the cast from his previous movies all together. <laughs> and they just like... 
snowball into a giant like mass of people that he just keeps working with and can't stop yeah. working with. And why not? Yeah, why not? They get away with it. They're good why people. Why not? Is so is this his return to America? Or is this in another country? I guess they haven't said yet, no. have they? Yeah. No, no, they said it's a fictional American desert okay, town. Okay, cuz I remember they filmed it in like in like Spain or something, but they didn't Oh. But they didn't say where it was set. I can't remember they filmed it. Yeah. Uh, well, it says it's set in America. Cool, cool. I, I, yeah, it's been a while, right? When's the last? What's the last Wes Anderson movie that was like pr- primarily American set? Not that it matters. Not, oh, that would be yeah. A decade ago, Moonrise Kingdom. It's not like I'm like Wes Anderson needs to go back to America. <laughs> <laughs> Speak American. It's not like I'm not like that. It's but. I'm just it's just an interesting observation. Yeah, I mean, if you don't with before Moonrise Kingdom, the last one that was like mostly in America would be like Royal Tenenbaums in 2001. He's been on a journey ever since. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of of latter Wes Anderson, but I'm always excited and I'll always see it. So yeah, I'm I'm interested for sure. Seeing it in June in the summertime—that's fun. Mm-hmm. You got Roman Coppola to write on it. Yeah, they haven't worked together in a while. They're they're good collaborators. Mm-hmm. Sounds cool. I just I'm just a little worried about how many people are hit. <laughs> a lot of people. Um, I gotta admit, I was a little disappointed when I saw the title Asteroid City. I was like, "What? He's doing sci-fi?" And then it's extremely not sci-fi. Did you did you uh, want it to be sci-fi? Yeah, because I was like, "What would that be?" I guess it would be something. Mm. Uh, it'd be interesting to see him do something out of his wheelhouse instead of something that's exactly yeah. his wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, doesn't he have a? Oh, I don't. This this, this probably isn't a spoiler because I don't think it's been on your list. Doesn't he maybe have another movie coming out this year too? Like a kid, like a Netflix. Yeah, thing? he's got the. He's got a like a roll doll thing. Is that animated? Do we know? Has there been much info on that yet? I'm, I'm looking. I, I don't know a damn thing about it. It doesn't specify. It just says American adventure comedy. Oh, there's barely any people in this movie. <laughs> they fucked up. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch, Ray Fiennes, Dev Patel, Ben ah. Kingsley, Rupert Friend, and Richard Iowati. Oh, nice. Rupert Friend, you struck gold, man. Oh, uh, yeah. He could just he could just do this. Or just ride on this wave for the rest of time. <laughs> Not sure I was going with that. Oh, he's also in French Dispatch as Drill Sergeant. Yeah. Iconic character. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that character. He was in, uh, he was the Hitman, the other Hitman, the one that's not too Oh, okay. And uh, and he was in Obi Wan last year. Remember that? Probably not because he's under like a lot of makeup. Oh, he's an alien um, man. Yeah, he's an alien man in Obi Wan. Right, Colin and I know him because he's on Homeland. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. And he's got a very kind name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he does. Does your number four pick have a very kind name it actually does whoa good question 
It's called a good person. (laughs) 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 I I have no idea what this is. I'm very excited. It sounds so Uh, nice. This is the latest film directed by Zach Braff. Oh, no. uh, Uh. Starring Florence Pugh, his ex very young girlfriend yeah uh yeah i watched the trailer it was weird it was like it felt like a indie dramedy from the mid 2000s (laughs) (laughs) about just like a 20 something like figuring shit out uh seems like florence Pugh plays a girl who like was gonna get married to some guy but then he died and now she's forming a relationship with the like her fiance's dad who's played by morgan freeman and he's really into bottle trains (laughs) yeah this is what i'm talking about where i don't know if people are going to be dads or grandpas because like how old was the man that Florence Pugh's going to marry if Morgan Freeman was his dad? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. All right, I'm looking up the ages of Morgan Freeman's children. Also, do you guys ever get like stressed out when you see an old person like Morgan Freeman still doing movies? Like, I just feel like, oh, you're so old. Be careful. Kind of. I'm just like, you should just be in bed. <laughs> Well, also there's that interview from like a few years ago where he like fell asleep in front of the camera like during the interview you're too old man it's weird that he's in this i don't feel like i've seen him in a movie in a while well i freeman has my favorite section title that i love to see on wikipedia pages uh continued success anytime i'm reading someone's wikipedia and they've got a section that just continues success. I'm like, oh, yeah. Um, so one of Morgan Freeman's sons is 63. <laughs> <laughs> he has another son. I can't find his age, but he's got gray hair. <laughs> I mean, yeah, Zach Braff was probably like, oh, she could be engaged to a 40 or 50-year-old. She's dating me. <laughs> Yeah, oh man. Uh but the I see the music is by Bryce Desner. That's the uh, non Taylor yes. Swift bro- national brother, right? I think so. That's the other yeah. one. So he gets to the do this. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's a gig. It's 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 work. Yeah, it's work. 129 minutes. Okay. <laughs> it does feel like a movie from like 2009. It's weird to see that this is coming out now. Yeah. It's funny that the poster is like from Zach Braff, the director and writer of Garden State. Like, he just hasn't done anything since then. Don't think about it. Yeah, do like. Uh, Don't think about the fact that it's been 20 years since Garden State came out. Do like Zoomers know what Garden State is? Do they think that they mean Zach Raff was the like the founder of New Jersey or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's that old. Uh, um, but I have a, a, a very clean transition from uh, mm-hmm. from Collins' movie because uh, my next pick has an actor in common. 
which is Zoe Lister-Jones, who's in Bo is Afraid. From New Girl. Oh, from New Girl. Cool. Um, Bo's Afraid, which was on my list last year, but last year I thought it was called Disappointment Boulevard, so I'm counting this as a new movie because it has a different title now. <laughs> um, and we've seen the trailer. It's kind of uh, very trippy, more a comedy adventure thing. It still says it's kind of horror, I assume mainly just because it's disturbing and uncomfortable. Uh, but I'm not even really sure what this movie is about. It's this decade-spanning surrealist horror film set in alternate present. Joaquin Phoenix uh, mm-hmm. plays Bo. He looks like he's super afraid of everything and that they've really heightened the world. Like, he goes outside and there's like people attacking him with guns and stuff. So that looks funny. And great supporting cast. Nathan Lane, Amy Ryan, Parker Posey, Stephen McKinley Henderson... Zoe Lister-Jones plays his mom. Uh, Richard Kind shows up briefly in the trailer. Yes. I was super fucking stoked to see it. I love seeing all <laughs> these people in an Ari Aster movie because, I mean, based off what we've seen from him so far, uh, he's very odd tone to his work. And I've seen some of his shorts, too, and even his ones that aren't horror are horror. They're, like, super fucking weird. And he does have a short film called Bo, but I can't find it online any, anymore. I've never, I've never watched it, so I don't know if it's like a, you know, like a remake or a reinvention of one of his old shorts from college. But um, pretty much everything has gotten me excited for, it, except for the runtime. 179 minutes is rough. Yeah, I'd rather go to jail. I remember he originally announced this as a four-hour nightmare comedy, so this does seem to be trimmed down from what he originally announced it being. Uh, but it's cool to see him trying something a little different, even if it's going to be a bit of a ordeal, possibly, getting through. And I like seeing all the other ages of Joaquin Phoenix. Old man one really freaks me out. Young, young one, they all freak me out. Joaquin Phoenix freaks me out. <laughs> so you're saying the you were saying that the, the young one's not him though, right? Because it's like a they have younger actors. Well, because it says Zoe Lister Jones is younger Bo's mother, but there is an actress as Bo's mother as well. So I'm not sure what they're doing with the son because it looks it looks so much like Joaquin. That's creepy. Like, is this a real person? Is this AI? I don't know. Um, I don't like it. But we'll see. It it comes out in April, dude. That's pretty soon. Right after four twenty. What? Get fucking stoned. So these see this <laughs> have a panic attack. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. You could probably also get stoned and see my thing. Oh yeah. Uh. My number three. I was like, I'll give it to a, a movie that's the third of its series. Uh, which might make you think I'm setting up Creed 3 but no I'm way too skeptical about that um, instead I'm going to go with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 I did have a Marvel mm, movie on here yeah I was wondering um, it's been 6 years since Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 uh, because they did that whole thing where they fired James Gunn and then they unfired him uh, which is not a, not a good way to run your business um I'm still excited. I mean, it sounds like James Gunn's pretty much stuck to the script he had always written for this movie. Like, it hasn't really changed in all that time. Uh, which is probably for the best. Um, 
I, I don't know how much he was planning around what happened in Infinity War and Endgame originally, uh, but it sounds like that's really influential on the plot because uh, it does sound like a lot of it will be about the rest of the Guardians sort of trying to win back Gamora, who is not Argamora because Argamora got pushed off a cliff by her, her adopted dad, and then we got a new Gamora from time travel shenanigans um I, I don't know that'll be fine i'm guessing but i i, I really like the first two guards of the galaxy movies um i like the idea that this is a farewell i'm guessing for a lot of this cast and definitely for james gunn who's now uh the kevin feige of, of uh, dc um we know for sure dave batista's on the way out because he is like it is a relief to be done with this. Uh, um, and uh, I don't know. I I know we're probably going to talk about complicated Chris Pratt feelings at some point during this podcast. Um, <gasps> oh, I'm excited. I, I didn't think about that. <laughs> uh, but I don't I, I know don't... if we are. So oh, okay. Oh. About that. Okay, yeah. Um... <laughs> I'll, I'll just tell you, I didn't. I didn't put the Mario Brothers movie on my list just because okay. I couldn't like make a case for why it's bad other than Chris Pratt. It's a good point. It's a good point. It's kind it of. It just the, seems like he's he's the only thing about it, but he is like the star, voice wise. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I don't know. Feels, Otherwise, it seems fine. Sure, it feels more like mildly pleased nominee potential. Yeah. <laughs> for mildly pleased <laughs> awards. Um. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, I guess I don't have that much to say about that anyways. Yeah. But Guardians. I'm very excited to see what the soundtrack is. They uh, Now that they've introduced the Zune, I mean, the possibilities yeah. are limitless. Um, I don't know. They haven't shown us that much. Looks, I'm sure it'll be good. The other ones are great. Uh, I was trying to remember if... When we did our like decade list, if I put a Guardians movie on there, because I'm such a big Guardians, specifically Guardians Two fan, it's like no yeah. way did I put that on my. I might have. That'd be that's a fucking wild <laughs> move if I did something that I would have only done a few years ago. I guess. Um, uh, you know what I wonder is well if Michelle Yeoh will be returning since. Since Guardians 2, they have recast her as a different Marvel character, and then now she's just a much more famous person than she was when Volume 2 came out. Um, but I do see that Sylvester Stallone is coming back. Hmm. So there's a chance. Uh, my next pick is The Expendables 4. Oh. What? Yeah. This is real? <laughs> Apparently, it's just it's crazy. When it's like this is like breaking news to Expendables yeah. Four. Oh my God! Stylized it's... as Expend Four Bulls. Expend Four Bulls. Expected to come four out bulls. September twenty second, twenty twenty three. The tagline is "They'll die when they're dead." Uh... <laughs> 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 it's probably gonna be the funniest thing about that movie because. <laughs> Did you guys ever see any of the other ones? I know we saw. I've the seen first some. One, I've seen some. Together. I saw scenes from another one. It's just a fucking mess of CGI. Yeah, because that's what sucks about this movie. Is just like, 
Uh, it's just like After Effects plugin, after After Effects plugin, just nonstop, <laughs> yeah. like horrible digital effects. It just all seems so lazy. It's not that fun. Um, um, I know one thing about this. What do you know? Like with Creed Three, um, they were like, "We need to make the franchise not about Sylvester Stallone anymore." Um, and so Sylvester Stallone was like, "I'll butt hurt about it." He's like, "I don't want to be in it." <laughs> but he's I in really it. Still Sounds thinks he like should that. Be, he should be like the main guy in everything, even though he's in his mid. Is he, do you think he's going to die? And there's going to they're going to make a new team of of younger. Uh, expendables. It's hard to tell. It seems like most of the same people are in it. What happened to Expendables? You know, Expendables? Excellent question. I don't know. Kelly, they gave up on that. Had such a great cat. Gina Carano was in there. Oh, yeah. You know, from that Hunter Biden movie. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, My favorite part about the production of this is. Originally, Sylvester Stallone, his first choice for the villain in this was Jack Nicholson. Wow. And he was trying to get Clint Eastwood. Uh, Then they were trying to get Jackie Chan. Then Dwayne Johnson. But then they ultimately settled on Iko (laughs) Uwe's. The guy from The Raid. Yeah. Okay. So... They shot a little too high, I guess. Mm. I, I don't even know if he speaks in English. Star Wars. Does he speak English? You know, I, I couldn't tell you. He didn't speak English in Star Wars. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's weird to think about him and Clint Eastwood being considered for the same role. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this has been a development. Was Clint Eastwood going to fight like he takes off his belt and he uses it as a whip? Or he's gonna give him a spanking. I hope so. I mean, God, that last the last Expendables movie came out twenty fourteen. <laughs> so Wow. I've been trying to get this made for a while. I, I wonder if they just haven't announced the rest of the cast or if they've really just trimmed that much of the fat, because there are so many guys in that last movie and this one they don't list that many right now. Yeah. Yeah. Well Gibson's been cancelled like seven times since then. <laughs> But the last one had like Harrison Ford too, but like I don't see any like super exciting additions to the cast. I guess e- Eco Oasis is probably the closest they have to like. Oh yeah, there you go. I mean, Andy Garcia. I guess was he in these other ones? That's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah, where where are the expended bells? They could have put them in this, right? Wasn't, weren't they going to have like uh, like Cameron Diaz and like Meryl Streep as the expended bells? Yeah, Gina Carano. I mentioned it briefly. Um, I, yeah. I mean, they, they didn't make it. I, I think uh, I, think, I don't know if they ever got past the title, right? They just is a funny yeah, title. Mm. So all those were just like names; they're just floating. They didn't have those people cast. Not sure. Hard to say. Expendables mm. for oh my! I just can't believe that's it. sad. It's very sad. Yeah. Okay, old old men fighting. Okay. <laughs> Speaking fighting. of old men, old men fighting. More on that now. You, you might be surprised that this is my not my number one, and, but my number two. But it is my number two, and that is Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. And mm. the reason I have this at my number two 
as excited as I am, you know, as much as Indiana Jones is probably my favorite movie character that there is, is is like, I mean, how good is this going to be really? As much as I love Indy, <laughs> and as much as I love a lot of the supporting cast around him, I mean, it's like, I'm sure it'll be fine at best, right? Like, I mean, first of all, Harrison Ford's got to be limited, right? He's so old. He's older than Joe Biden. They digitally put his face on a guy riding a horse for that one scene. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it does look fun. I like Phoebe Waller-Bridge being there. Mads Mikkelsen, that's cool. Got some other fun people. In Phoebe the Waller-Bridge cast. is such funny casting because she played a part in Solo. Yeah, it's it's like so weird that she's got this Harrison Ford adjacent career for some reason. Yeah, no, it is interesting. Uh, of course, all the fucking neckbeards are pissed because they're like, oh, they're, they're going to make Phoebe Waller-Bridge the new Indiana Jones. Um, and it's like, I don't... You know, first of all, nobody knows that. And also, who cares? Why do you care if Indiana that Jones. Indiana Jones teams up with a woman in every single movie? Like, would they prefer an old woman? Like an age-appropriate love interest for Harrison Ford instead? What are they talking about? I'm not sure. I'm not sure why people think that. I think they just—they're like he's so old. They got to end it with him dying, right? And then, but we got to still have indie <laughs> movies, right? I—I I think that might be the train of thought here. Like, I don't know. I'm, I'm really not sure. Um, but I, I do think it's interesting, you know, that Kingdom of Crystal Skull is a movie that a lot of people don't like, so you'd think that they would, you know, look at what didn't work about that and really try to make an indie movie that works this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I feel like it'll probably be better than that, I would hope. Um, you know, James Mangold. James Mangold's an interesting guy. He's competent. Yeah. He's pretty, he's, I'm never super excited about, you know, him doing something but i always like him um and he did co-write the script with these guys named the butterworth brothers which is a very funny name (laughs) um they also wrote ford v ferrari and uh also co-wrote edge of tomorrow with christopher mcquarrie though i'm gonna imagine they wrote it and then christopher mcquarrie rewrote all of it because if it's a Tom Cruise project, I assume Christopher McQuarrie's like, "All right, time to go to work, boys. Time to make time to make this Tom's movie." Um, but yeah, a summer movie with Indiana Jones back, fumbling around it sounds fun. I just don't think it's gonna be that good. It's gonna be okay. What do you think the Dial of Destiny is? Interesting, um, because you know, there's uh. The space race is supposedly played into it. I wonder if that's a dial that's like a dial on a rocket ship. Because <laughs> that's how that's how they work, right? You just you just click the dial to last off. Or if it's like so. an, an ancient dial, like a sundial. Um I think that I think that's potentially cool that maybe it maybe it has double meaning even. Um yeah, because they're kinda keeping that under wraps specifically what's going on we just know there's space race and, and nazi scientists in uh some capacity really hope indy doesn't go to space uh come on let's not piss off the fans too much <laughs> just gotta hold my breath <gasps> <laughs> um, or maybe he's gonna find out the moon landing was fake he's gonna beat staley kubrick <laughs> yeah that's what i'm worried stan. about stan stan kubrick Oh, okay. 
Because why would they fake the moon landing after confirming aliens are real? It's it's a weird <laughs> continuity that Indiana Jones exists in now. I'm all, now. I'm not really excited about the potential of him meeting like uh, contemporary because I, I feel like that happened on the Indiana Jones TV show a lot, where he'd meet like, "Oh, it's I, my name's Charlie, Charlie Lindbergh." It's like, oh yeah, maybe he'll meet uh, Sammy Fable. Maybe it's Sammy Fable, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. Hmm, you ins- you really inspired me. I always liked that name. Indiana Jones. I don't know what I'm doing here. <laughs> Speaking of old men action movies, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning. Oh, yeah. Part one. There's going to be another one of right. these in 2024. Right. Uh, they filmed them at the same time. They did the weird thing where Mission Impossible had a different director every time. And now, half the movies in the series are all directed by Chris McQuarrie. Uh, switch it over like that. But, um, there is a trailer. It's like, whatever. I mean, no, no trailer's ever going to live up to the uh, Mission Impossible Fallout trailer. Um, so, I think uh, Paramount was really smart. Because the other thing they put out back in December was a 10 minute long video called uh, The Biggest Stud in Cinema History where they break down a stunt that is happening in this movie where Tom Cruise in real life really drives a motorcycle off of a like rickety ramp flies off a cliff and then uh, over a uh, like waterfall deploys a parachute and does a very uh, low height uh, parachute and landing uh, it's, it's pretty cool, and it's fun to watch. Everyone be all nervous, and Tom Cruise would just be like, Don't worry, I'm crazy. Um, <laughs> Don't worry, I'm crazy. Uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me worry more. Uh, they've added some fun people to the cast. Um, obviously, uh, like Vanessa Kirby and Rebecca Ferguson, Simon Pegg and Bing Rames are all back. Uh, but we've got some newcomers in the form of Haley Atwell, the uh, Agent Carter. I, I think I mentioned her before for some reason. I don't remember why. Uh, Shay Wiggum's in this. Uh, Henry Zerny is back. back. He's in the first Mission Possible movie. But this is his first one since uh, that, right? That's yeah, nuts. Nah, it's, it's, a, it's a choice. I like it. Um, he, he's. I, I mean, if I was going to bring back someone from... An earlier Mission Impossible, I bring back Tandy Newton from the second one because oh, yeah. uh, she's like the other like love interest that he had. Uh, but whatever, that's what they're doing. Henry Zerny as Kitridge. I I, I don't. I care. like Henry Zerny. Uh, I just watched Red or yeah. Not for no reason a day or two ago. He's really good in that movie. Also, he's oh, in Scream okay. Six. Big year for Henry Zerny. He's back. Nice. Um, I see Palm Clementiff from Guardians of the Galaxy is also in this. And Rob Delaney and Carrie Elway, some fun middle-aged men showing up. Um, Rob Delaney. Nice. From Deadpool. Yeah, from Twitter. Yeah, from Deadpool. Uh, and, uh, and Hobbs and Shaw. Um, yeah, I don't know. It'll be a good time. It's coming out in July, which is now 
the uh, the Tom Cruise month. So, well, let's do it for America. Let's is this? Do you think this is gonna be the biggest movie of the year? Um, because I feel like the, they always do well, but I feel like now that Top Gun was such a huge hit. People are gonna like yeah. basically see, cons- like in their mind, like, oh, this is basically the same thing. It's like another one of those. <laughs> you know, it's it's almost like it's we got haven't... the momentum of the success of Top Gun. Now, <laughs> Best Picture dominated Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> we haven't talked about it, and I I think maybe we won't. Maybe this this is a movie that's in the oops section. Probably. Uh, there's a Spider Man this that's year. Right. Yeah. Spider Man tends to do very well. Oh, good point. Because I don't think it's going to be, because I was looking at, because December is, oh, that's not, well, well I, never mind. I'll, I'll save it for oops. <laughs> um, <laughs> potentially. But, uh, yeah, I mean, just looking at this, the, the slate here, Spider-Man, Mission Impossible, that's probably right at the top, right? I can't think of anything else. Yeah, I think so. I'm putting Oppenheimer and Barbie up there as well. Yeah, they'll do well. Probably not as big as those no, ones. No, no, no. I think, I think Dead Reckoning potentially could be the biggest movie of the year. That'd be pretty cool, unless it sucks. Yeah, I don't know, dude. I don't know. Why is it two? Why is it? Why the part one and part? Why don't you just give them different names? Why? Why are we doing that? I mean, there's a there's a part of me that's like, oh, because they recognize that Tom Cruise is sixty now, and they probably can't keep doing this forever. But I I doubt it's that. <laughs> Maybe it's because they recognize that Ving Rhames is also in his sixties now, and he can't keep doing them forever. But he does wear a hat really well, so yeah, he'll nail that anyway. <laughs> he wears a hat and a jacket with a high collar to <laughs> probably hide the fact that he has a double chin now. Uh, Con, will your film? Do you think it has the potential to be the biggest film of the year? I mean, it could. Uh oh, <laughs> but I hope not. <laughs> It is uh, Transformers: Rise of the Beasts. Oh shit! Actually, yeah, that's that could it's be a just, huge hit. I don't know if people are tired of these movies. I don't think they the studio be. knows. That's why they're making. They're doing it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of hard to tell if people are sick of the Transformers at this point. Uh, this one's got it's got the beasts. I don't know. Looking at the trailer, the the beast. <laughs> The Beast Wars Transformers just kind of like look the same as the regular Transformers. So. Oh wow, this has this, this doesn't really add that much <laughs> to the stupid world. This has more cast than the last time I looked it up. That you checked. Yeah. yeah. Last time I checked it up, but they'd only announced a couple Transformers, and now we got um quite a few. It sounds, it sounds like we have the the villain. Do you see this, Colin? Are you looking at the cast? Uh, yeah. Am I, am I reading this? Peter Dinklage as Scourge, the leader of the Terror Cons? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Also, okay, so this is a movie that has, um, like, Optimus uh, Primal. Uh, I guess that's going to be his name. It has the Maximals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when you look at the Terror Cons, I don't know if that's what they were also called on the cartoon show. It just, like... It says Peter Dinklage turns into a truck. Shouldn't he turn into yeah. like a dinosaur or something? What is this? 
It just, yeah, it did seem in the trailer like they were all just turning into vehicles again. We have the good guys be... turning into Maximals, but then it's like bad guys is like just like fucking jets and shit. Like I don't yeah, commit yeah, what, to the what, bit. They're, they're called the Predacons. That's in right. The, You're in right. The cartoon that we watched. I was trying to remember. So what the hell are, are what the hell are the terror swords? Terrorcons. <laughs> Why are they? Why are they called that? Oh, if they just turn. Oh right, into fucking... they're, they're cons because like Decepticons and Predacons, of course. Okay, sorry. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're not turning in. Shouldn't it be animal versus animal, not animal versus truck? <laughs> they're gonna be robots all the time. Anyway. I mean, yeah. Like I was, I, I we talked about this. I can't remember if this is on or off podcast, but when he turns into this ape form, Optimus Primal, he still looks like a robot. He doesn't look at all convincing as an actual ape. And we know how advanced ape technology is these days. <laughs> so it's like, what the fuck even is this? Yeah, I mean, they in the, I don't know, fourth one, they did the uh, Dinobots, and they were the, kind of the same thing. They are just like disturbing dinosaur monster robots. It's, it's the only day, it's, it's just what they do. <laughs> the, just yeah. the fact that they have, like, just some of them are Maximals. The fact that Optimus is back really just makes this movie like seem like they're really not sure if this is a good idea. Like they're really like, oh, it, yeah. It just doesn't give fill you with confidence. I mean, also it's like the fact that like, I mean, they stopped making those movies because they stopped making as much money because people lost interest. So like, yeah, I don't know. This movie lacks confidence. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize it was set in the 90s That's interesting Oh, so it's like a sequel to Bumblebee? I guess Which I guess people this is like getting really confusing <laughs> uh, Director of Creed 2 Okay It's all over the place This is a fucking mess of a movie <laughs> Who knows <laughs> Fucking mess. Piece of shit. I'm calling it. It's a piece of shit. Sure. All right. First entry of three new installments in the Transformers series. Oh, Fuck right. off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but now we've arrived at our number ones. What is your number one, John? Um. So I'm pay- I'm taking a bit of a gamble on number one because it does not have a release date. Mm. Whoa. But. It does have an international release date. So I guess it does have a release date. Uh, but will I have to go to the Land of the Rising Sun to see <laughs> Hayao Miyazaki's How Do You Live? I mean, how could I not uh... make this my number one, guys? Hayao Miyazaki, one of the greatest filmmakers of all time, greatest animators, never made a bad film. Why would he make a bad film now? He spent a lot of time working on this. I mean, realistically, this has got to be his last one. He's pretty old, and, you know, he takes his time with these. I don't know if you guys have ever watched... There's a couple different, like, any of those documentaries about Studio Ghibli and them making movies. Um, I can't even remember which one I watched. I think it was the one that's, like, Kingdom of, like, I don't know, like, Madness or something or whatever. And it's just him, like, sitting down with a cigarette and just drawing, like, one frame at a time, drawing one frame at a time. Then... Yeah taking a break to make ramen it's like this is like a true like artist like these people just take their time handcrafting these movies um i mean the only thing is we there was an an awesome video of him that came out um last year where um 
the I don't know I don't know who these guys were, but the, these people were making a presentation to uh, Studio Ghibli and and Hayao Miyazaki's there, and it's they're presenting um, using artificial intelligence to to speed up the production of animated films, and Miyazaki kind of sits there silently, and then he's like, "I strongly feel like what you've done here is an insult to humanity." Jesus, <laughs> it's it's like he is just like you. You guys have done the exact opposite of anything I would ever be interested in. It's that such like snippy, like nihilistic, like comments about things. It's very, yeah. very funny. It's quite a character. Um, we don't really know what it's about yet. We know that it got the title and, and is it is in, inspired by a book from the '30s called "How Do You Live," which is a coming of age book. Mm. Uh, but uh, supposedly, it's just using that as like a jumping off point because. Uh, They've said that it's a big fantastical film, and the poster looks oh. like some sort of bird creature. I'm not really sure what it, I'm looking at here. Well, yeah, there's got to be flying in it. Oh, he loves flying, but it would be cool to see him. Otherwise, not to be return to like you know some high fantasy stuff because uh, the wind rises. I like that movie, but you know, I mean, it's it's just like a, a period piece, like World War II era movie. It's not the most exciting kind of story for animation. You know, you like to see. Especially, you know, Studio Ghibli do something fantastic with with animation. So it sounds like a return to that. Um, but yeah, it comes out uh, in Japan the summer of 2023. I like to think because you know he's the most famous anime filmmaker of all time that it would probably it would at least come out by the fall or winter in the states. I mean, all you got to do is slap some subtitles on it, right? Easy. Uh, so fingers crossed on that one. Because I think I think it'll be good. He's never made a bad one. Why would it, why would this one be bad? Why would it be bad? All right. I don't know. But John, I had my own little curiosity. I wasn't listening to what you said for the last yes. minute. Yes. We we both said Ghibli with a hard G. And I'm like, do we say this correctly? So I said Ghibli, but then you and... said Ghibli, and, and so I uh, so oh, I was okay. like, so then I thought I was wrong because I figured you would know more. Well, John, I led you astray okay. because. Ghibli is an Italian word with a hard yeah. G, but the studio goes with Ghibli. Ghibli, okay. With gotcha. a with a more of a, a J like, sound, like so. Jello. Yeah, if Jello is spelled with a G, <laughs> or, or maybe Gelato will be an easier way for me to remember. It's it's interesting because it's named after an Italian airplane, so it would be, it, it's named after something called Ghibli, but they pronounce it Ghibli. Um, I will just think gelato. That will help me remember it. <laughs> That's <laughs> okay. my plan. Um, my plan is to go see Dune Part oh, 2 yeah. this November. Oh, yeah. This would have been way high up on my list, but I knew Sean was going to pick it. This probably would have been like, yeah, my, my yeah. three. Or maybe my two, mm-hmm. even. Like, uh, yeah. Dune was my favorite movie of 2021, I think. And uh, Denis Villeneuve is one of my favorite directors. And uh, the shit that happens in the back half of Dune is pretty crazy. Like, I, I, I totally understood how they were able to take the first part of Dune and make it into an accessible sci-fi action movie. Um, and I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, I, I thought it was good. Uh second part i mean it's it's got like a like it's got guerrilla warfare in it so they can definitely focus on that but everything else that's going on in 
the back half of that book is nuts. Um, and uh, I think they are going to lean into it at least a little bit with uh, with some of their uh, casting choices that to, to me that's suggested since we do now know that uh, uh, Christopher Walken is going to be showing up in this. Uh, we know that Tim Blake Nelson is in this as well. We don't even know what part Tim Blake Nelson is playing. Could he be Count Frank Benry? I was just thinking Maybe. that. That would be my guess just because they haven't announced that character who's playing him. Um, we we know now we've got Austin Butler. Oh, uh, that's so good. As, uh, Elvis. That's a uh, fade, yeah. Oh, there's spices got me all shook up. Because <laughs> he, he just talks like that now, remember? He just talks like Elvis. <laughs> He's changed. We got Florence Pugh. Uh, she's, we've been oh, from that Morgan Freeman movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, from the Morgan Freeman movie. We got Stephen McKinley Henderson. Yeah, from we talked about him and something else we talked about, yeah. too. Zendaya's in this. She was in Challenger, something else. right. Yeah, too. everybody. It's all connected. Yeah, everybody. It's all connected to this. Rebecca Ferguson. She's in Mission Impossible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's my number two and my number one. Um, so, yeah. I, I think it'll be a good time. Uh, I hope it'll be nuts. And I hope it does well. I don't think it's going to be as successful as all those other movies we talked about. That it's going to be like the most successful movies of the year. Uh, but it'd be pretty cool if it did well enough that they got to do a third one of these and adapt some version of Dude Messiah to, to make this a trilogy uh, about uh, Paul Atreides' life. Um, although, uh, if the American public are anything like me, they're going to find that third one very upsetting. Yikes. Don't do it. End it here and then just win Best Picture. Because the Academy loves it when you finish off something ambitious. Like I feel like that's why they waited for Return of the King. They're like, mm. okay, now it's done. Now we give you Best Picture. But this has to be. This has to be good though. <laughs> has to be. Has to be better than the last one, which I think it could be. But if 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 he nails it, this this is Best Picture. Uh, I don't know what happened to that show. I don't know if that's ever going to come out. I feel like it is still kind of a thing, but obviously HBO Max is in ruins right now. So <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's totally it's totally dead in the sand. Uh, yeah, I don't know, dude. Dune. I'm gonna start saying Dune instead of dude. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, dude. Don't know, dude. You say it quick enough, people aren't realizing what you're doing. <laughs> Colin, do people realize what they're doing when they when they made your oh, number one? Oh, they definitely did not realize what they were doing uh, when they made this movie. But how could they have known what would happen after they made this movie? Uh, it is The Flash. Uh, oh, oh, no. This is such a good pick. A this movie is such a good pick. That is supposed to come out. Starring Fugitive from Justice as Miller. Uh, the most problematic person that you could build a movie around, it feels like, at this point. Uh, it's just, just, like, interesting to look at an actor's Wikipedia page where their controversies and legal issues is longer than everything <laughs> like the entire rest of the wikipedia page uh, so yeah ezra miller went on a wild crime spree in hawaii and vermont and who who knows where 
else. Uh, I guess that was last year, so they kept pushing this movie back. <laughs> Sounds like they're going to try and release it. Seems like the studio like kept going back and forth of like, what should we do? Should we just like dump this $200 million movie? <laughs> But then they're like, no, we already dumped that Batgirl movie. Like, we should probably release that. Which which complicates this, right? Because Michael Keaton was supposed to be in that and then in this Flash movie. Yeah. Like, how does that I work? the timeline was there. I mean, I, I'm going to guess it wasn't that strategic. It wasn't like Marvel. DC is probably just like, let's also put him in this. We'll worry about it later. <laughs> and then it just, it just doesn't come out. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Sounds like Michael Keaton's still in this movie. Uh, sounds like Gal uh, Gadot. Is Ben Affleck? I think Ben Affleck's still in it. It sounds like Henry Cavill okay. and Gal Gadot were going to be in it, but then they cut them out of it. <laughs> uh, I like that they say on Wikipedia that Henry Cavill was paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars for his scene that will be in the movie. <laughs> It's a good game. Wow. Paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars to fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, guys, I posted a, a picture in our Discord. Uh, supposedly, there was a leak recently of some Flash toys, and I just want mm-hmm. you guys' thoughts on. Supposedly, I don't know if this is true, but there's going to be a, a, a bad guy in this movie called Dark Flash. You guys seen this Dark Flash figure? Yeah, I am. I is am that? Do you think that's also um, just Ezra Miller as a scary monster Flash? Uh, it looks. I mean, scary. it's probably fully CG. Yeah, it looks dumb. Uh, it looks like though. <laughs> what I want to know. Hold on, before we even get to Dark Flash, there's the Flash and the Flash Youngberry. So uh, three of these four action figures are the Flash. Yeah. But how come Youngberry looks to be in much better shape than <laughs> the Flash? <laughs> like he's all stringy as the Flash. He's got like his. His neck, first of all, is much longer, but also much less muscular. And he just looks frail. It's like Doug Jones. The, is, it looks weird. Is the, yeah, is the Flash not doing well? I'm not... I wonder if he's... I think maybe they're just trying to make Young Flash look younger, so they're trying to make him look, like, smaller. <laughs> More vital. <laughs> but yeah. but I'm, I'm very curious, does this mean... Is Ezra Miller going to play all these other versions of the Flash in this movie? Because we have multiple Batmans, but do we have different actors playing the Flash? I don't know if they're hiding some mm. of that stuff. Like, is there mm. other actors they haven't announced in this movie, maybe? No, that would be surprising. It does look like they're going with the very classic-looking 1989 Batman look, though, with the the yellow insignia, which is, which is cool. And I, I'm i going to be excited when I see Michael Keaton in a Batman costume. <laughs> but just, like, I feel like, even if this is good, it just seems like it sums up everything that's bad with these... Uh, DC movies it just it, there's just it's everything it's throwing all this shit at you in this huge fucking blender <laughs> I don't know do, do you guys know the other movies that are coming out in the DC universe this year oh no no tell me well I think probably everyone knows Shazam Fury right, of the God right. is okay, coming yeah. out mm-hmm. really soon and then at the end of the year we have Aquaman right. yeah, I wasn't sure that was going to be your number which one. was one of my anticipated movies yeah yeah um but in the middle, we have the Flash, and we also have Blue Beetle, oh, yeah, yeah, which yeah. I feel so bad for, because Blue Beetle is already an underappreciated character. And now they're launching a new like entry into the DCEU of this character that I think a lot of people don't know about. 
Uh, and it's just going to be dead on arrival because nobody gives a shit about DCEU anymore because James Gunn's already killed it. It's funny that, like, it's like oh, there's almost talk, like, should they kill this too? But it's almost like it's too big to kill. But also, <laughs> yeah. but it's like, I'm also wondering is, like, do they think this is, like, actually pretty good too? Is that the reason why they're maybe keeping I th- it around? I think I saw that they did some test screenings and the audience actually liked it. I don't believe so. them. So who knows? Yeah. Well, I mean, there is a whole Snyder cut. You know, there are a lot of people out there that are very passionate. That's about why this. I don't believe them. I feel like people get. <laughs> I feel like Justice League had like like oh oh my god, people say it's a fucking masterpiece, <laughs> and then it, has, it wasn't it wasn't the masterpiece at all. Yeah. Who was doing the Flash? I forget. Oh, the Andy director? Machete I mean, from the It movies. Minutes. I'm sure his oh. heart was really in on this one. He's like the third person. Yeah. Like they got, they just just kept firing all the other people who directed it. <laughs> yeah, multiple directors: this... Seth Graham Smith, uh, Rick Famuya. Famuya was the director at some point. Uh, John Francis Daly and Jonathan Goldstein had to depart due to creative differences. I. It really sounds like Andy Machete is just like a yes man on this. Like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do it. Whatever. I don't care what it is. Um, interesting to note that it's apparently the same writer as Batgirl, which they thought was, <laughs> which they claim is so bad they won't release it, but they'll release this even if it's the same writer. That, that makes sense. <sighs> also, same writer of Birds okay. of Prey, which is a movie I liked. Christina Hansen is the writer of all these movies. Also wrote Bumblebee. Oh, you mean the fabulous and Tabu? Quana Chris of Harley Quinn. That's so weird. Uh, that title or that movie or, I, or that what? No, I'm just that. I mean that that reeks of well, we our problematic man is just a, a better draw than a woman. Yeah, Sean, he entered the Speed Force. I don't know if you remember that one. Yeah, that one Oscar. <laughs> I know he went. I guess. I mean, that's. I guess the, that that's the argument is they've. He's. This is like a sequel. We've already. We've already seen the yeah. Flash in Justice League. So you go fast. Also, Batman. You go Batman fast. Well, Batman isn't Batgirl. That they didn't want that. So it's definitely one of the movies that I'm most curious. I'm not like excited to see it. I'm just curious. I'm like, what is this? You know, it's like it's like a, it's like a car crash. You know, it's like you can't look away. <laughs> I hope the tagline is just like "Enter the Speed Force." <laughs> That'd be pretty good. The Flash. Jeez, June sixteenth. I wonder how. I wonder how well this this is probably gonna do fine, right? Then again, yeah, probably. I mean, Black Adam didn't do very good, but I feel like people know the flash at least like when you ask someone oh what's the flash do you're like oh he go fast whereas like <laughs> if you ask someone like what is black adam do like uh, he resets the power balance of the dc you know like no one actually like knows what he can do <laughs> the hierarchy yeah, thank you the hierarchy yeah. um yeah 
before we close this out, I wouldn't mind taking a quick look at what that uh what that what that June is looking like. Um, so Flash comes out. Or is it June or is it July? Now I forget. June, June sixteenth. Same as that. Uh, and Blackening. Asteroid City. Oh, I don't, man, I think Asteroid City's gonna take it. I think they're gonna not. I think it's gonna not flash <laughs> on its ass. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no reason. I guess it's not doesn't have a lot of competition. You know, it's just a week, it's a week after Rise of Beasts. Uh, it's gonna be a very. Ooh, but, ooh, I didn't realize that Spider Man, the animated one, is a is an early June release. I wonder if that'll just like. Yeah, that might like stay atop for a while because that last movie is so good. And if this movie's good too, see now I feel bad that I didn't pick Across the Spider Verse. Yeah, if if I'm gonna do a quick whoops yeah, let's do let's do section. our <laughs> Spider Man Across the Spider Verse for me, I was like, oh, John might pick this, and, and I already have a Marvel movie on my list, so I left it off. Um, Killers of the Flower Moon, I left off because I've already listed it before, hmm. and I thought maybe John would list it. Um, next goal that wins. That was what I had in my oops a, as well. Yeah, the a new Taika Waititi. Just movie. when you're talking about Fastbender, it's like, uh, oh, this might come up again. I better, I better oh, put it right, in oops. Right, right, right. I don't actually care. I think, I'll, I think I'll be <laughs> fine. Um, and then I had a couple action movies that I didn't really think you would pick, but I just they didn't fit for me. Um, that's uh, John Wick Chapter Four, which is like I guess it's an outside chance John would list it because we did watch the first three. Um, and then I, I had Havoc, uh, as well as a, as a contender for a while. It just, uh, I wasn't as excited about it as Judge. Is that the Robert Rodriguez? <laughs> uh, what is that? What's Havoc? That is, uh, a, the new Gareth okay, Evans. Gareth film. Evans. Uh, he, the, speaking of, uh, the guy who directed the raid. And That's the right. Too. Speaking of, uh, Iko Uwais. Um, and, and I also kind of left it out cause he did that movie Apostle, um, I feel like no one saw it with Dan Stevens, uh, including me. So I don't know how good that is. But the Havoc sounds more interesting because it's about a drug deal that goes bad. And the guy who has the drug deal go bad is Tom Hardy, uh, who we all know is an excellent martial artist. Um, and there's some cool people in that cast too, like Forrest Whitaker, Timothy Olyphant, and uh, uh, someone else. Luis Guzman, okay, there cool. he is, my guy. If I can throw in one one John, more oops, your whoops. one more oops. Yeah, I, I don't really have much else. Uh, Insidious Five. Ooh, uh, it's it's so not it's, it's, it's called Insidious colon Fear the Dark, and I I'm intrigued because it's the directorial debut of Patrick Wilson. He's, he's, he's finally sitting down in the director's chair with Insidious Five. <laughs> I just love that he's that invested in this franchise because he hasn't been in one since the third one. Um, but he's back. He's in it. He's acting in it as well, and he's directing. He's none of these are that good. Even we had to, we watched the first one um, on the pick, and it's fine. Uh, and most of them are are fine. Is it, is it still? Is it still uh, him and and uh, Rose Byrne? Yeah, yes, yes, it is Rose Byrne and uh, Ty Simpkins. Maybe I think he's like going to college now, so that kid is finally an adult. Because I feel like that kid was a kid for so long. Uh, but Patrick yeah. Wilson stepping up. I assume he's also an Aquaman. As well, Patrick Wilson is he back? Oh as yeah, like Ocean Master or whatever. So <laughs> going to be a big year for yeah. for Key Will. Uh, excited about that. Colin, any other uh, bad movies you considered? Do you want to throw out? 
Uh, well, as I said, Super Mario Brothers didn't quite make the cut. Uh, just because I think it depends on how much you hate Chris Pratt. Right. Otherwise, it just looks like a Mario Brothers movie. Uh, I didn't talk about Wonka. Oh. Which is weird that it exists, but it is directed by the guy who did the Paddingtons, so it's like... Oh, yeah. Maybe, maybe he's doing something something right. good with it i don't yeah. know all we really have at this point is the screenshots of timothy chalamet <laughs> wearing his little wonka outfit um but can he sing i, I don't know will I, he sing in the movie he, he, he can rap maybe it's a it's a hip hoppera <laughs> could be a hip hoppera uh i saw they're making a movie about renfield that's like kind of a comedy Starring Nicholas yeah. Holt and like, and Nicholas Cage. And Nicholas Cage's Dracula. Oh, that looks stupid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it does look kind of stupid. But, but it could be fine. I, I say it could I say, be fine. Good call. Good it's call. hard to say. Uh, they're also making a Gran Turismo movie about some true story about a guy <laughs> who was so good at Gran Turismo that he started racing cars. That's what it's about. Really? I did not know that's I, what it was about. I guess. Yeah. Isn't that like Neil Blomkamp or something? The District 9 oh, guy? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah. Because he can just not <laughs> make a good movie to save his life now. <laughs> no. So that, that could have been on the list, too. Yeah. But whatever. That's all I got. Nice. Well, if you want to watch those movies, you just have to live in the world and go see things in theaters or on streaming services. We can't help you with that, but we might review or talk about them. Um, if you want to hear us talk about them, I would look up Miley Pleased on your podcast thing. Uh, if you want to hear us write about them, look up uh, MileyPleased.com. That's, that's where the reviews will be. Although more realistic, it'll just be like a little blurb on our letterbox pages. That's probably where the real action's at. Yeah. That's like the only social network I use anymore. Yeah, me too. Yeah, <laughs> Occasionally Instagram. I really liked your Instagram post, Sean, with you cat playing with yarn. So you should let you should yeah. make sure people who listen to this check that out too. Check out your Instagram for, yeah, for I more guess. cat stuff. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and, uh, yeah, we'll probably be doing, uh, the, um, Oscars Fortnite up next, and then we'll be back to the pick, so, uh, stay tuned, and we'll speak to you next time. Ah, King of the Impossible.